he's in a mood today. Oh, he is a little tornado up there. You know how they name tornadoes and hurricanes? This one's named Jameson. Uh, four on the Richter scale. I should have used that line when Brian, Brandon Richter was here. Ooh. <laughs> you think of the things when it's too late. Well. You know. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great, and you? Fantastic. Fantastic. It's great to see you. Yeah, it is good seeing you. I had a hell of a fucking week, and now I get to have beers with my boys. It has been a week, no doubt. So. What did we? What day did we see each other? And we're saying that was it Wednesday, and we're like, damn, yeah. it's been a week. It's been a hell of a three days. <laughs> didn't know, get easier. Yeah, as I say, I, my, my week didn't get any easier. <clears throat> I don't know about yours, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I thought I, I, I was going to have like a nice relaxing day of having some beers at accounts on Thursday for St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, no. and I ended up sitting at Chupacabra for like five, six hours, accomplishing like being super efficient, like getting everything I needed done. And I just normally like I'll get like half efficiency okay. being out, and I like I was doing better than if I would have just sat here in my office doing it. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. So why don't you uh, introduce our guest? Well, uh, first, I just want to remind everyone. Oh, yeah. Housekeeping. <laughs> this is the Industry <laughs> Secrets, the podcast where we talk shit, talk a little shop. Uh, IndustrySecretsPod at gmail.com is the email, so go ahead and hit us up there. And, uh, yeah, today is a pretty spectacular guest, at least uh, for me. This will be my... Uh, there probably won't be another guest who's known me as long as this one, unless we get Jeremy in here, but I doubt it. So, um, Stephen Stump. Straight. AKA, he, you know, I the, the only man person with many who, names. The only person who has more AKAs is Method Man. So uh, that's true. Yes. So yes, he's back in Arizona. Um, decided to come here on the podcast without actually listening to it. Unlike our last handful of guests who have peaked at the podcast, so this is kind of back to format for us, which is kind of yeah. nice. Because uh, so did you just move back to Arizona, or are you just visiting? No, nah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to come back, but. For right now, I'm visiting. I got to shoot okay. up to Virginia Monday, so I'll probably be back in like a month or two. Okay, and I'm gonna try to get it get it popping again. Back That's gonna in be Arizona. perfect timing to move to Arizona. Oh yeah, <laughs> super hot. He, uh, he waited till it gets to 100. I always degrees. do that, dude. I always do that. <laughs> dude, here. I was in a vicious cycle of it, and uh, I just remember asking like one of my landlords, and I was like, "Can I just go month to month for like four months?" And I'll, I'll pay whatever the fucking thing is. I'm not moving in the middle of summer again. Like, June, July move-out dates. He's like, okay. It's like 10% more for rent. I was like, done, sold. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what it's worth to you, huh? Yeah. I mean, for it's, just it's an extra cool. 150 bucks for four months, all well worth it. Oh, The moving company month, is yeah. so much more expensive than that. And just to get out of it, it was out of the, the summer moves, which everybody in Arizona has felt it. Um it, it genuinely sucks me trying to get some friends. Be like, I need you to help me move a couch. Uh, it's 117 degrees out. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that meme where like, if you're over 30, quit asking your friends to help you move. Yeah. Buy a mover. Yeah, I have uh, I always offer up my truck okay. to help people move. And I go, I've offered my truck. <laughs> not me. Not, not, not. But if you need a truck, I got a truck. <laughs> you can borrow the truck. Yeah. Yeah, and there there probably is something a little more sinister about how like probably the structure of like lease uh, leases exist in the city and stuff like that, knowing that the summer is the time where people try to leave and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of like baked into the system here, which is that it actually usually favors pricing and a few other things like that to sure. move in the summer, but it absolutely is hell. And it's just like 
no, let's make the spring moving time. It's so nice. And everyone's out <laughs> cleaning anyways. Instead of this like, all right, I've moved. It's August. It's just about to be fall. It's just about to be the hottest 60 days you've ever seen in a city. Uh, welcome to hell. Well, it's wild. So like right when I, right when we're starting to get in some warmth at the end of this month, um, I'm going to be going to Denver where it's, everybody's like, no, it'll still be real cold there. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, what the mile high city. So I mean, it's super fucking up there. And if they got a whole bunch of snow, that stuff takes forever to melt. Oh yeah. Yeah. I imagine. So let's get into the podcast. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Stray. As an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? Uh, not as an adult man, no. Well, just as a toddler? Just as, like a, as a child, child, yeah. remember one time in middle school, I walked all the way home with shitty pants. <laughs> ah, there we go. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Bullhead City. Oof. No, How no. long was that walk? Probably about a mile. That's a long walk. Uh, Bullhead City is never not hot. Mm-hmm. Terrible place. Oh, extra terrible. Yeah. Not just like stinky, warm, sh- chafing legs and ass of shit. Like <laughs> trying to get it out your leg. Like, oh, <laughs> I'd go in an alley, take the underwear off, chuck them. Like, I'd figure something out. Hide behind some rich house's ba- uh, trash cans. Like, <laughs> there, there ain't fuck. none of those in Bullhead City. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've never been to Bullhead. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, oh, you've never been to Bullhead City here in Arizona. Mm-mm. It is a atrocious place. I'll set it up. I'll cancel my Denver plans and go to Bullhead. You'd, you'd have a lot of fun though, because <laughs> the, the one thing that Bullhead has is a the Colorado River runs right through it, so everything else about it sucks. But you can like it's it's such a wide spot. You can drive boats on it and shit. It's oh it's, shit, it's great. Yeah, and then Laughlin's like right there, so you can just go gambling and shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it is a popular Arizona town for those reasons. Just but, those two reasons. But it's like, people also live in Yuma, so like, I can't fucking explain it, man. Dude, no. people live uh, absurd places that are just <laughs> not established, they're not populated. Like, people love the desert, man. Yeah, and then, I mean, even the high desert, because like, Globe exists, and people live there, I'm to understand. And I, then, I haven't <laughs> been to Globe since I was a child. Yeah, there's actually three towns right there all kind of nestled into each other. There's Globe, Miami, and in between there for a mile and a half is a town called Claypool, which I think is more like an unincorporated territory like Wagon Wheel is up in the White Mountains, but I also don't really know or care. Uh, I just know that I see the sign when I'm driving through it. I'm like, why are there three places that chose to do this, and why won't they just stop? And the population, you know, one could say, like, where we're from, uh, from when... uh, from high school like that place is like the high school graduating class is 2200 times what it was when we grew up and then there it's like the same amount of people all the time oh yeah no it's like tucson it never fluctuates it's kind of weird they populate just enough remains of a mining town yeah yeah i wonder if it's like that uh what was that oh my god nothing but trouble that movie of john candy with the like weird like uh junkyard and the town sheriff that like had the missing nose i don't know i'm probably explaining this poorly but it sometimes reminds me of like that where it's like uh, if you are here on the wrong weekend you might just disappear some hills have eyes shit you know what weekends? come visit arizona is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> arizona. so where are you uh visiting from right now i came i'm from t- i'm came out here from texas okay i was in san antonio for the last like four years do you ride the bike all the way out no, I trailered it. No, okay. Because no, I got I was like, van. that's brutal. But I've done that. Holy cow. Back and forth. I went all the way to Born Freeze 
California from Texas. The thing about Texas is that nobody realizes like how big that state is. It's fucking enormous. So it's like El Paso is right on the border of Texas and New Mexico. And then San Antonio is in the middle of Texas. And it's longer to get from El Paso to San Antonio than it is from Phoenix to San Diego. Oh, that's oh my God. Easily. It's atrocious. It's like 956 miles just to get to the middle of Texas. Crazy. So it's gnarly. But everything is like, there's only like what? Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio are like the biggest cities in Texas. The rest of it is just private land that ranchers own or oil companies own. Empty desert land kind of. Yeah, it's just nothing, dude. I've never been to Texas. Uh, I heard everything is bigger there. That's what I'm told. I've been to San Antonio. Uh, for the Smashing Crab grand opening back when that happened, the first store. I went out for that. Me and John flew and had dinner and stayed the night. And then I was in Austin on a layover and never left the airport. Yeah. And that's my Texas experience. Oh, no, and I did one layover in Houston, which I also never left the airport as well. So <laughs> those are my Texas experiences. I was supposed to drive out to Jester King and uh, do some work-related stuff out in Texas, but, you know, 2020 just likes to shit in everyone's cereal, so. So... Uh, you moved out to Texas for work. Yeah, so uh, the dudes, some of the dudes that owned um, Angry Crab left that, went out to Texas to open up Smashing Crab. And that's like the DTF version of Angry Crab, right? Because they're smashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. stuff version of, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, my buddy Dan, he's one of the part owners. He's like, hey, man, we could use your help out here. And I was like, I just broke up with some chick. And I was like, all right, let's get out there. So Hell yeah. Went out there and was out there for the last four years working for them. I was doing managing, serving a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I started fixing everything. So then I just kind of developed my own handyman position. So then they started <laughs> paying me to just do maintenance stuff. So, so no more managing. No. You gave yourself a demotion. <laughs> yeah, te- Texas. Hopefully higher paid, but yeah. well, yeah, about the same actually. Yeah. Okay. And not having to deal with customers is like what? I mean, there's great money in serving bartending. Um, there can be great money in managing. So if you're with the right style company, you know, it it kind of comes down to like what the profits of the company, right? If you're managing a company that's doing a few million dollars a year, um, does a manager you tend to get paid more than if you're barely breaking that one mil mark, right? They just there's just less money to manage it. Yeah, well, and and San Antonio is probably in the serving industry. They're probably about fifteen years behind. So really, yeah, it's it's nobody tips, nobody serves really? like well, like you can't find good service yeah, well, it's out there. Yeah. You're not tipping. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to give you good service. Well, yeah. that's and the it's thing. like two dollar. <laughs> but so $2 where does it start? Though, wage, right? You know what I mean? Where does it start? Because as a server, I make the most money training people how to tip. Right? Yeah. Like that's what you're really doing. You're you're not. Anybody can bring a drink to a table, but like yeah. you're trying to give an experience. Right? Certainly. So, so that's what people are tipping for. But it's just like you know, like when you get into a restaurant, the new, the fresh new servers like has these preconceptions about people, and like they're yeah, not going to tip. They're not going to do. That's everybody out there. Like they just go into it mad, like ready to like, not fuck make these guys money, ain't going to give any money. Like, so would have if you didn't assume fuck them. Yeah, basically, yeah. So they're like real far behind in that. And it's just like, you know, managing out there is hard for me because I got to keep telling people to do, you know, serving 101. Like any servers out here, the majority of Phoenix 
and the surrounding areas, they've all worked in restaurants before. Like something like eighty-seven percent of people have worked in a restaurant in yeah. Arizona, so they understand how it works, you know. And it's just like in Texas, they're still in that phase where it's like, it's like you're the one paying them, but you know, I'm not the one paying you, dude. The guests are the one paying yeah. you. Like, yeah, I remember asking for a raise once as a server because uh, <laughs> I got a raise. As, I started as a busser, right? And I, you know, I was. There's days where I would be working, and then a buster would call out, and then I'd run the whole place by myself because there would be two busters. And I like after doing that enough, I went to my boss, and I was like, listen, I'm doing the work of two busters. You need to pay me more. He's like, okay, I'll give you your dollar more, whatever it was that you're asking. I'm like, perfect. And then I became a server, and there was days where I'm like covering other people's sections, and like right. it was three-table sections at Outback, and then all of a sudden I have like five, six-table sections, and I look at my boss, I'm like... Hey, dude, I'm, again, doing twice the amount of work as lousy servers. Uh, you need to raise. He looks at me and goes, I do not give any servers raises. You made your raise by taking a bigger section. Uh, and then he turned around and left. <laughs> Basically. That's the yeah. move. I mean, I don't know notes. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. It's a, you know, when you're, when you're new and don't understand how it works, you need a, a reality check of just something so matter of fact where it's like, yeah, that's no. Shh. Anyway, spec yeah, work. That's very cute. That's very very cute of you to ask. Um, yeah, it was like so like so absurd of a question. <laughs> he just was like, no, no, that's not gonna happen. I don't even care about your feelings at this point. Uh, so you take some pretty long trips on uh, on your motorcycle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's probably the longest one was from San Antonio to California. Yeah. How's that bathroom sitch when you're on those uh, those long rides? Oh, you just rest stops. Rest stops are yeah, the best. Basically, yeah. Not stopping at a QT, killing some time. Well, I mean, yeah, if you can, there's, yeah, usually you're on, like, I usually take the 10 all the way, so there's really nothing on there as far as, like, there's a stretch in Texas of 120 miles with no gas oh, yeah. station. Ooh. So you have, especially when you have a gallon and a half tank, you have to bring gas with you to make that stretch. So. Oh, shit. So, so how far can you get on a gallon? Or your, how far can you get on tank, your tank? My tank, I can do 90 miles on my tank. Okay. So, Damn. yeah, a gallon and a half. Alex and I had a little stretch coming back from uh, uh, yeah. New Mexico when we were in uh, Albuquerque doing a collab, and uh, we, we didn't get gas. Joe. <clears throat> Joe Lee. Yeah. What? We went and saw Joe Lee. Never Joe. Oh, Joe. Joey Lee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Joe, I'm thinking of some chick name. I'm like, who's yeah. Joe Lee? No, like, we, what? Yeah. we went up Joe. to New Mexico, uh, Lee. recorded a podcast with him, and then so we were headed back. Damn, what's that guy up to? Certain Brewery. That's crazy. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, but yeah, we were we were on reserve. Your reserve probably had like thirty miles on it, and we got to a gas station with like six miles left. Were you that. in the Prius or what? Not the Sprinter style. van. The, oh, the Sprinter. The Prius would have given me more confidence because I've I've, <laughs> I've run that out of gas twice, uh, and I know what I know what it takes to run a Prius out of gas. But easier to push a Prius than a Sprinter van. Absolutely. <laughs> that van was light. But yeah, we. Uh, the freeway got shut down from this major accident, and we're like, well, fuck it. We're going to pop the median and turn around, and then there was an exit that was only like four or five miles away as opposed to the turn back all the way into Albuquerque and take another freeway. And so we did it, and then not realizing that was like, what, 100 miles uh, till the next gas station or town or anything? Yeah, it was very very New Mexico. Yeah, there was a, there was a <laughs> uh, semi-truck that was getting gas at that gas station, Oh, he's yeah. like, so he's like, I want four hundred dollars on pump three. Like, <laughs> I was like, he's gonna be here for a minute. 
was like, can I get gas before he does? And <laughs> takes all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get out I just there. didn't want to wait for him. Unfortunately, we were on the other side. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I imagine you've got to get, have gone through some like some like rainstorms, some terrible weather on a bike doing those long rides. Like, Absolutely. I, I I rode a I rode a motorcycle for a very small amount of time, and uh, if it was cold, I'd be like, no, <laughs> car heated seats, like about <laughs> sixty. Oh, yeah. Nah. yeah, there's a uh, there was a select window of time that year where I would take the bike out. That's about it. Yeah, oh, there's amazing. there's some people that are like, oh, I ride every day, but I'm like, okay, that's great. I only get riding the rain if I get stuck in the rain. I'm yeah, not, I'm not gonna get on a bike if it's raining. Like, what's the point of that? You know? Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so, but the good news about getting stuck in the rain, as soon as it stops, you're dry in like ten minutes. Oh, true. You're just <laughs> in the wind, dude. Yeah, imagine that uh, takes care of itself. Shivering. Now, um, Bobby was touching on a little bit earlier, and we actually do talk about this with beer reps, but since you're riding around, and I know, like you said, you mostly take the I-10, uh, we'd kind of touch on it briefly for a second, but have you mapped out, like, um, preferred places to use the bathroom? Like, for instance, especially, like, because I travel a lot of Arizona, and so uh, what's very common here in Arizona is Safeways. And they have very nice bathrooms. And if I'm going to have to stop and, you know, <laughs> shit somewhere else like a savage, and there's not a Loves, because Loves is great, right? They've got, if you want to take a shower, you can do that at Loves, which is pretty rad. Um, seven, only, seven bucks, yeah. Yeah, I've only done it a handful of times. Um, but, you know, when you're on long road trips and you just smell like shit and you got a meeting in like two hours. I didn't even know that, that was a thing. Oh, yeah, dude. It's, yeah, it's, truckers use them. They have showers. You pay like seven, ten bucks, and you can go take a shower. Yeah, but are they clean? Oh, amazing! I mean, it's actually like immaculate. They're showers. They're they're really. It reminds them they're nicer than college showers. I was really off put by how clean they were because I'm like, you'd think that you walk in and, I mean, the bathrooms anywhere suck, and then especially at a truck stop. Oh yeah. So then you just you have all these preconceived notions from like a lot of propaganda from movies growing up. Just movies, yeah. And then you go into the showers because like I was like driving to Nebraska and I was like. Uh, no, got to get a shower. And um, <clears throat> Detler is actually the one that kind of turned me on to that. Walk in and I was like, oh, this is very nice. Yeah, it's better than you expected. Absolutely. So, yeah, like uh, back to it. Um, so, like, I like a good Safeway. Have you found any kind of like, aside, you know, obviously a truck stop usually is uh, well taken care of. Do you, have you found any like preferences, any uh, any like I avoids uh, in the in the road travels? Doug, most of the time I just take napkins out of the window washer thing and, just, <laughs> <laughs> and put them in my bag, and if I stop, I stop, dude. Like, but I usually, I mean, uh, I end up stopping at every gas station with a gallon and a half tank. You know yeah. what I mean? So you just. So this is why he's never shoot his pants because he just stops on the side of the road yeah. and shits yeah, in the he's dirt. Like, <laughs> he's like, I, I have an hour and a half worth of travel on this tank. Uh, yeah, I, I'm there enough to <laughs> take a shit, even if it's a nasty toilet. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about your favorite bathrooms, and I'm like, I would have never thought to have a favorite bathroom to stop at. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, easily. I mean, you know, you're, you're driving, you might as well. But well, as I mean, a beer rep, I think this question really came about because as a beer rep, like going out and hitting so many accounts, they don't install bathrooms in our offices because um, our office is our car, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I guess you take a shit in the back seat. They uh, should start buying you guys RVs, <laughs> dude. See, I yeah. So <clears throat> there's there's been a few where it's like I've, we've gone here and it was like toilet seat cracked, uh, carved into the porcelain says "kill yourself," like. I've seen oh, some, the dirty some brutal shit. No, this was actually at uh, <laughs> Triple Crown in San Diego and Normal Heights Ooh. on the toilet seat. And it's like, there's no graffiti in there. Like, 
like in that stall like and it's some beer stickers and then right in the back of the toilet seat says etched in with like a knife carved carved kill yourself <laughs> and i am taking a piss and i'm just looking at this and i'm kind of drunk and i just start laughing <laughs> so fucking hard and like who hated their life so much that they put their nasty ass hands anywhere near the shitty toilet to say kill yourself it's not like like die like that's yeah. three letters easy to accomplish <laughs> Kill yourself. It's a real, uh-uh. real life internet troll. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I always think back. I'm like, this guy just had the worst shit of his life. He's like, it's not worth it anymore, man. Like I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Not only that, he's like carving it into a toilet seat that lots of people have used. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's disgusting. I feel like shitting in the dirt's probably cleaner, dude. Probably. I just listen. I've been using public restrooms. A long time. I've never heard anyone carving in a bathroom, right? It's probably a pretty distinct sound. But I see so much of Oh, it. yeah. So when is any of it happening? Like, holy... <laughs> you'd think one time you'd hear, in like... The Twilight a, Zone. Like, on the mirror or something. Like, because you see it on the mirror. You yeah. see it. And, like, when you're younger, you're like, oh, like, how does that even happen? But, you know, as a grown adult, I always carry, you know, at least a pocket knife on me. So I'm like, okay, most... I know a lot of men do. Yeah. Um, especially here in Arizona. So it's, okay, that makes sense. But then... Why? I got a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's like my yeah. most useful tool. I mean, isn't that one right on your neck right there? No, yeah, this <laughs> is a fixed, but I got my switch. Ooh, yeah. Oh, this Pop that bad boy. OTF, yeah. Ooh! Uh, ooh, I like that. Did you get this uh, in Texas? Or is this Ravencrest? Or... No, that's Microtech, dude. Oh, nice. That's top. Of oh, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my daily carry is actually a Microtech as well. Yeah. Um, which is, oh, shit, in the trunk. So, uh, <laughs> a lot of good it does me down here. Um, no, I usually uh, disarm uh, in the car before we record the podcast. I don't think I'm going to get attacked. It's a little dirty. Me. i got to clean it. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Oh, dear. I don't know what I did. I fucked up. I was trying to get the cool knife it, sound. It's uh, it, it happens. If you yeah, use uh, OTFs enough, you, you get used to it. This one's 2018. Oh, nice. That's that thing cool. stabbed quite a few people. Still yeah, <laughs> I think I think mine's either a four. There is dried blood on it. It's uh, I like that. It's a lot slicker than mine. Mine's all chunky and yeah. Like, these are aluminum bodied and the stainless yeah. steel in, innards and all that stuff. So these guys like these are Microtech are the ones who basically yeah, no. yeah they, they 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 said they're the you gotta what, stay what a little bit bench made of uh, OTFs. Uh, yeah, basically, which is, yeah. which is out of the front for the listeners. It's uh, basically out the front. What uh, again? Hollywood movies would call a stiletto. So, uh, so are you still uh, part of the um, the uh, fucking crabs, the smashing crabs? Yeah, smashing crabs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I told like my situation is a little weird. So I told him I had to go back to Arizona for, and everybody was super supportive and all that stuff. So solid. So I mean, good company to work for. Yeah, yeah, kill it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dan's a good guy. Yeah, Dan's a real good dude. He's he's just. And he's like, he's a hype man. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get you. He's got this way of like, no matter what's going on, like you're like, all right, yeah, I can do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's a good dude to work for. Um, a couple of the other guys that he went into business with over there too are good. Like uh, Pablo Felix, he's a he's a good dude to work for too. Um, but yeah, I like. I mean, I like them dudes. Like, I like working for them. It's easy. They they. 
they trust what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So sure. I don't, they're not trying to be over my shoulder telling me like, oh, you're not doing blah, blah, blah. It's like. That, dude, that's the best type of employment. Someone that, is you know, trusts the people that they employ. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I'm sure there's, everybody listening to this has a boss. And it's like, sometimes that motherfucker doesn't just let me do my goddamn job. Well, Liz was just telling us that uh, she had a boss that was oh, like yeah. constantly like, what are you doing right now? What are yeah, you doing right now? Yeah, that five minute check in. And it's like. That is that is one thing, at least in my current work, and I know it becomes really important for a lot of people, is like, if you don't trust what I'm doing without constant oversight, I'm never going to be able to please you. And this is toxic, and, I, and I'm just happy to just, like Steve, be in a, a situation where, like, um, you you feel valued a and b. It's like because like they're like oh this needs to get done, and they're not like thirty minutes later like so where are you at in the process? And it's like motherfucker, maybe I'll go walk my dog right now. Uh, mm-hmm. There, and then maybe I'll get to it in an hour after I eat lunch. Like mm-hmm. it'll and, get done. And at that point, why do you even pay me? Like yeah, <laughs> like if you want to do it all, then do it, and then I'll just execute it. But yeah. at that point, like why are you like let me do what you asked me to do? You know. So what's some uh, some some insider info on these uh, these seafood joints that you just order by the pound and kind of like that? What are you looking for? Like what's like so? I've only ever been to Angry Crab on it's like by Tipsy Cactus over on like Gua- oh, Guadalupe. That's, that's and, the OG. And school. Yeah. So I've been there I think twice and I, I mean I balled out and got a bunch of crazy ass food, but it's like dude, like is it is it like everything on the backside of those things? Like are they doing everything amazing? Is it there's some things that are kinda of low quality, like, dude, you just shouldn't eat the crawfish. Like you know, like or if you're looking for your best value, snag this. Um are they reusing those dirty ass bags? Like, how do they? What, like, what's the fucking scoop? Uh, there, I mean, there isn't one. Like, if that's what you're looking for, there's not. Like, all that stuff is mostly live and fresh. Like, they get it flown in like every three days. Damn. So the Ooh, lobsters live, the blue crabs live. You know, the crawfish is live. They're purging everything. Like, that's a, most of that job is prepping mm-hmm. for cook. You know. Because yeah, the cooks so fast. Yeah, it cooks real fast. Yeah, so you're you know you got to purge them, you got to clean them. Purging basically, they're you know especially crawfish, they come from a swamp basically. Yep. So yeah, I mean obviously me and Bobby definitely know what it is to purge, but if you could just mm-hmm. for the listener, yeah, that's what I, was, I just know like you murder people so, for like twenty four hours. So a day. purging yeah. seafood is is your your putting them in a clean environment so that they get rid of all the dirt okay. and mud and all that stuff. So, you know, it's a three-step process. You do it like three or four times. Okay. Once the water's not brown anymore, then you're... Oh, you know, like you washing got, rice. It's like, yeah, clean fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's neat. But, you, but they're alive, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, no, no, so yeah. they have to get all that... that yeah, so, so you put them, in a, you put them in a clean environment. Mm-hmm. They, they uh, basically, they're just breathing in clean air, shooting all the gross shit yeah. out, and then you transfer them until they're... Yeah. Have you seen the, the, I don't know his name, the guy that is the, he does the huge like crawfish boils on like TikTok and Instagram videos. Are you talking about that like, guy that, that never Cajun breaks dude? eye contact? Yeah, he's like, what's up there, boys? Yeah. We're going to cook some crawfish. The Cajun today. dude with the mullet. we yeah. this, and before we eat, we drink. Get and then, do. yeah, get a do. <laughs> yeah, uh, is rad. there a bunch of people like that at those companies? Yeah. So the Angry Crab and the Smash Crab, all of them are based out of like Louisiana style yeah. crawfish boils, right? So, yeah, a lot of Cajun. We always get people coming into work that are from Louisiana because of the hurricane. So, a like, lot of what people, a big deal trying to get some crawfish and do this. Yeah, like, super Can you write that down? Cajun. Can you write that on paper nice. so I know what you're saying? But, yeah, yeah, it's just like that, man. Like, do you get keen to that ear of like how they're what they're saying? Because like sometimes I imagine like if I was a server, 
They're like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, and you've repeated it three times now that I'm just pretending like I know writing something down, and hopefully you're happy with it. Yeah. That's why you put crayons on the table, right? (laughs) (laughs) I also spent a lot of time in New York, so I I can understand a lot of different accents and stuff like that. So I remember one time some server came and was like, can you help me with this? This girl at the table, she's she speaks Chinese. I can't even understand anything she's saying. And I was like, yeah, I'll go over there and talk to her. And I go up to her, and she's, like, speaking perfect English to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can get you that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if she was messing with her or not. Like, but I was like, you really couldn't understand that woman? And she's like, well, what do we do? <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't want to make presumptions, but I don't think that Texans have an ear for accents, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, they don't. All of them, every single one of them thought I was Mexican. This guy ain't from America? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Your little tan grew a beard. They're like, they're like this boy oh, over here. You're not Mexican? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. But orale. Listen, it's close. It's uh, the, the Mexicans of Europe. So it's, what do you think is like, well, if I went to uh, smash crab right now. What would I get? Which what should I get? What? It depends, dude. What kind of seafood do you usually? What's the best of the best, there, man. Like, what's the value? What's so the, I, I what's like the industry secret. What should I be getting? What are they overcharging on? What are they undercharging? Oh, uh, the, where's the, the, hook the live stuff? Isn't overcharged. It's all market price. We pretty much charge what we get for it. You okay. know what I mean? So, snow crab, shrimp is always good. The crawfish. I mean, I'm not trying to talk no shit, but the crawfish at no, Smashing Crab that's is shit. far superior than the crawfish at Angry Crab. All right. So fuck Like, Angry I crab. hated crawfish until I ate it, like, until uh, I had, like, Louisiana crawfish. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Crawfish yeah. is delicious. Yeah, that's a, Louisiana is a whole different experience. It's like a, it's like a, a whole day prep. Like, they, they cook, they par cook it, they soak it in this, like, seasoning for 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and they cook it off again, and they put it in the fridge, and they're doing it, like, f- 250 gallons, like, pounds at a time. You oh, know? yeah. That's gnarly, dude. It's good, though. What's most crawfish you ate in one day? Oh, uh-huh. I don't, I don't usually mow down on so probably like a pound or two. No, dude, I feel like I've done a couple where like it was family events and there was like a doctor friend that we had and he's a uh, urologist. And if you don't know how much urologists get paid, it's a fuckload. Mm. Uh, they're one of the highest paid doctors. And he probably had 60, 70 people over and he had a drum of crawfish. We did the biggest crawfish boil, put this like a table bigger than what like four or five of these tables that we're at now. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was a mountain of crawfish and we went to fucking town mm-hmm. like, do you have the corn and all that shit the oh yeah, dude. yeah we we went we went in and i mean i pretty much just ate crawfish didn't eat all the other stuff but it was so good and when you're looking at it, you're like i probably ate 10 pounds of crawfish and that was probably only like three pounds of meat because there's like the weight of everything else yeah. in that crawfish there's a lot of good stuff too that i never had before like gumbo and like atrafalaya and like all this Shit, I've never even heard of, and I'm like, man, this shit How's is really good. How's the down in Texas? I don't know. I haven't had it. Oh. The only paella I've ever actually had is in Arizona, sad to say. The uh, fuck is paella? Uh, paella is like a, almost kind of like jambalaya. It's like a rice-cooked dish. You cook like clams and shrimp in it. Mm. Um, it's killer, that man. Sounds it's phenomenal. A, yeah. Um, you know, a Guanamax, of course. Um, that's, I do need to get into that. Yeah, that's where... Uh, and it's funny, too, because Dan... The Smashing Crab guys, they're Guanamax alumni. That's where they started. In, they graduated from. from there? I worked at a Guanamax, too. Yeah. 
Everyone, it always comes back to Iguana Max. You know, uh, it, it sounds like you're not going to talk some shit, that I want you to talk some shit about your business, and I get it. I get it. But listen, bad, it's bad business. Did you, you used to work work for uh, Angry Crab? Yeah. Right? What mm-hmm. if we're going to talk it's, some shit? And now it's um, Smash and Grab, and you're fully affiliated with them. But we can talk some shit about Angry Crab. Can't That's we? what I'm talking about. I mean, Thanks there's for... some good people that still work for Angry Crab, though. Don't talk shit about them. Talk shit about the people who suck. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: uh, as I fondle my nipple, um, let me ask you this. Uh, there was a time where there were certain people kind of in charge at the helm at Angry Crab, and that time has passed. Um, I've noticed kind of flags go up over the aquariums and just like occasionally, you know, um, uh, my company loves to go to Angry Crab. So every time they're in town, uh, may have gotten a frozen crab leg once or twice. So what's going on? Uh, that's a, that's a cook issue. Okay. All right. That's a cook not putting his food down long enough. All right. But what's up with the, uh, the flags over all the aquariums? Why can't I, why are they off? I don't know what that means. Flags? Yeah, like the aquariums, like normally they're like going and they have like live fish in them and stuff like that. Are you that. talking about in the restaurant? In the, the restaurant, tanks? yeah, they just like like this year Nevada flag. They've <laughs> got like the they, they've got like Abita flags. It's or, probably because they don't have anybody to maintenance it. I so, did all the maintenance on the tanks. So does that mean they're not purging them? Does that mean they're not fresh? Like what's going? Like they're just not keeping them maintained. Probably they're probably not even using them. Is there still product in them? It looks like they they're off and being hit by flags. Yeah, so. they probably just got to, they didn't change out the water. You got to maintain a tank. Like, it's just like any other fish tank if you don't clean it. So, are the, like, are they still able to maintain quality and those are just kind of for show and you got to maintain them better? The, those at this point are probably just, I mean, they're probably just not even operating. So, they probably just put their lobster in the fr- refrigerator. They'll, I mean, lobsters will live for five days out of a tank, well, like in a refrigerator. The of the sea. Yeah. They just run around in the fridge? Well, they put them in buckets oh know. okay okay that makes sense but yeah if you if you get them cold enough they'll you know they're immortal Slow they'll down. live forever yeah. oh i i used to work at a one of the very first restaurants i worked at is a young lad uh was called we young lad was called the christmas tree it was in uh the white mountains are you sure and, it wasn't the italian cowboy <laughs> well that was a terrible well, we both worked there together as well but, Maranata. Uh, Maranata. Uh, but i i have jacqueline folio on that well let's go back <laughs> Um, but super it was called the Christmas tree and it's this, it was this super popular, super high end restaurant that like they would close down for like four months a year because like, they just did so well. Lobster was one of the menu items. So one of the first things I learned in the restaurant industry was how to bind lobster claws and keep them in buckets in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Because again, and I learned at a very young age, like they're like, Oh, they're cockroaches. They will just live forever. And like, you can just, it's fine. Just like, they're just like dump them in like, uh, they, they asked me to be a little rougher than with a, a live lobster than I was comfortable with. And they're like, oh, no, it's fine. And then it turned out as like, I grew spit up. in their like, mouth. I would, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Bobby. It's okay. They like it. <laughs> don't, don't kink shame, buddy. That's my kink. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I derailed you. <laughs> no, I was just uh, saying that like. Uh, so I, I'm just I, looking at you I, like I, binding a lobster. You're like, yeah, I'm going to make you my bitch tonight. Like <laughs> fucking this. You've got on the bed with so, fucking I mean, bindings. Their arms are spread wide. That's true. Yeah, put some candle wax on my nipples. <laughs> it's just rubber bands, but yeah. All 36 nipples. <laughs> you know, you yeah, that's the thing the about, those, about those tanks, though, man. Like, I mean, they have chillers on them. So you basically have an AC for that tank because it's got to be kept at like 45 degrees. That's and, a lot of maintenance. I mean, just for any... 
I mean, you know, this is industry secret. So one of the things about running a restaurant in general is like keeping cogs down your, your operating costs because margins are so thin. And then you just like refrigeration and electricity after labor become your like your second highest cost. And so it's insanity if that's a just for like show, like if it was for show and it served an effective purpose. But now you're like, I don't know, like if I had a restaurant, and I had to like shut that shit down, it, like operating, it's expensive. But like you also paid to install all that stuff. It just seems like it seems like something crazy to go all in on. Sorry, I interrupted you. You're, you're saying like so there, there's more to it than just the tank. There, you said there's a chiller and well, yeah. So those tanks are to keep product fresh, right? Yeah. Like because if you put it in a fridge, you only have like a three to five day shelf yeah. life. I but they're they'll, alive in those yeah, tanks. they'll live in the tank until you yeah. cook them. You know what I mean? So. If you're keeping it clean, if you're doing all the maintenance on it, they got protein skimmers, they got chillers on them. Like the protein skimmers is probably why their tanks got all messed up because nobody was cleaning the protein skimmers. And that's when they're purging and all the stuff kind of comes up. To yeah. The top. So you use those tanks as a purge tank too, as well. So yeah. they have to be filtered properly. Like they have to have a couple levels of filtration. So. The protein skimmer also aerates the water, keeps it oxygenated for the product to live. So, dude, how wild you got to be a marine biologist to also be a restaurant tour? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I just I learned That's it wild. all. I learned it all because uh, the restaurants that I was working at, they would they would lose like twenty four lobsters would be dead in the tank. Oh my god! And that's like you know what is lobster eight twenty dollars a pound or something that's right so now? Good, so yeah. they, that's just so much money. Just and the craziest thing is it's the tail on the claws. Yeah, and the mar and the margin on lobster is like crazy. So the when you lose them, it's like that's kind of the thing that's floating a lot of the restaurant, right? Like you're paying, everyone's paying the same price for shrimp and crab legs. Like it's pretty common, but like with lobster especially, like it is a bit of a higher margin for a restaurant because again, these are like immortal like cockroach animals that uh, have a, a lower lower loss rate than most things, right? So uh, losing twenty four, that's fuck ton of money to just like on margin like when you're talking about like things that make up for loss leaders like holy shit also when you look at it a lot of people don't realize like how some people measure their their profits and losses is like some people say i make this many dollars per one lobster sold but to maximize what i'm really getting out of it is if i buy 100 lobsters it takes 70 to cover my cost mm -hmm. and the last 30 is my profit okay. if you get 24 there goes a hundred percent of your profit. You're done, yeah. Then yeah. the Dungeness is even more money. Like if you oh, lose yeah. Dungeness crab. So that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit about Dungeness because like I, I fancy myself someone who knows a little bit about food. And I fucking and, love dungeons. And and listen, uh, speaking of D and D <laughs> But like one of the first times I ever had one, uh, Dan sat down at the table with me, put on gloves, walked me through the whole process. What a G. Love Dan. Shout out. Um and I just remember watching the whole process. Like, I liked the meat. Uh, it was it was super cool to learn. And and then, so, uh, maybe about a year or two ago, or, like, right around the first time quarantine kind of opened up, we went over to the, the Far East Mesa Angry Crab with the, the kid and the wife and just kind of balled out and got the, the huge family thing and just ate as much as we could. And the dungeon just showed up again. I was like, oh, shit, I don't know how to do this. And so the lady comes over, very nice, puts on the gloves, do-do-do, walks me through it. And, and again, I'm just... I'm like okay, that that wasn't. I wasn't just out of my mind the first time because it's a little embarrassed. I didn't know how to work a crab. Like <laughs> that is less than a palm full of protein for a crab as big as my fucking head. Yeah, what the fuck's going on over here? Like, is do these things breed fat? Like, it just seems like 
why are you killing an animal for that little meat? It just seems it's delicious. I Did mean, you, it is delicious. There's there's a lot of meat in there. That whole underbelly is a thin little wall of like cartilage, and the rest of it's just packed with meat. Like all that is meat. Like, they, but they use that for like crab cakes and like lump crab meat. They don't use it oh, for. Uh, that the... That's not what they're using. So they the the the, the 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 everyday Joe that knows crab goes, it's the leg, right? All, like you can go to a grocery store and get lump crab meat, and you tend to use it because it's not this like beautiful chunk of meat hanging out of like a uh, crab leg. Like the people don't want this separated meat, but it's still delicious. So you use it for a lot of other things. Oh, that's my favorite part: is the body, like the body meat. Like when you're eating crab legs and you pull it out and it's the stuff inside the body. That's oh, like that, that, really? like that little yeah. like. The, it, I always call it cartilage, even though I know it's not, but it's a little tougher than the. It's yeah, like a, it's like I, a it's like a heavy duty skin, basically. Yeah. I really do like that myself. Yeah, the best I'll version, I think, the best part of a, a lobster is the claw, right? Like I've had, like not get around the tails, outstanding. But if you get like a lobster po' boy or something like that, a lot of that's it's claw meat. It's all it's claw meat. So yeah. fucking good. I mean, I also it's just a I'm so over lobster, dude. I've had so much lobster in my life, and it's so oh, hard to dude, cook it. Like that's got to be like one of the biggest perks. Is uh, you you probably be... get fed pretty well. No, we don't. We don't. That shit's expensive, man. We can't eat the lobster. That's like getting high well, on your it's own not supply. Lobster, but like <laughs> in that in a day of work, and like yeah, you know, we have this uh, crawfish. Or oh yeah, they give me they give me one like, one free meal a day for sure. Yeah, that's, that's part of my it's part of my managing. To a, to a degree, right? Like not. Yeah, I can't, be, I can't get a, like a pound of king crab. Yeah. Like no, <laughs> but that's the thing with dungeon dungeness too. Dungey dungeness is that stuff's even more expensive because it only comes from one place. Yeah, right. The Pacific Northwest, like the guys who, like the king crab and the dungeness come from in the snow. They all come from like the same region. My dad would uh, when he was a kid. He grew up in the Bay Area, and uh, they just throw lobster traps and crab traps out from like the pier. And just be soaking up like he's like, dude, we'd leave for a day, like like eight hours and come back and have cages full of dungeness. Like I remember him telling me about this and we wouldn't get in Oakland? I don't fucking know. Sacramento? No, you gotta go way north. He would get him he he, he's Sacramento way north? Or I I don't know. I know that Pleasanton is near Washington and it takes thirteen hours. I'm talking like almost in Canada. That's where Dungeness and all that comes from. It's the guys who the deadly cat. Liar? He's a deadly maybe. <laughs> maybe climate change is different now. You know who knows? This is years ago. But uh, it was cold. We, I mean, most most people that buy Dungeness and King Crab, they buy directly from the deadliest catch dudes. Like those are the only yeah. guys psycho enough to go fish for that shit. Like I mean, it's, the return's probably great. Those dudes make money, dude. <laughs> I think they got like what they got like million million pound tanks on their ship. Oh yeah, well, and if they think about that, it's like they have like their their food like that they prep for the for the trip, but also like we're a little hungry. We're gonna eat some fucking dungeons. And I think like, I think the last time I saw eat some rat ass shit. The last time I saw the price was like they sold for like I think it was like this is a couple years ago like three dollars and forty five cents a pound. Yeah, but they bring in absurd. And if they're back. bringing in a million pounds in one season, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's. I mean, ever since Deadliest Catch started, right? Like that's the whole thing. Is like those guys make so much fucking money. But that risk in like 
that risk. It, they work three months, four months a year, just in the most atrocious conditions. They're short for like five. Yeah, but then they do got to make sure not to spend all their money on strippers. Dude, it's. I would love to. There's see a lot a, of them die too. Docu- oh yeah, I'd, like, I'd love to see a documentary on the other side of the deadliest catcher. Like, all right, so this is the end of the season, and now this guy's a bagger at a fucking <laughs> like grocery store. He's like, I what am I gonna just... do with all this time? Like, there's only so much drugs I can do. There's only so much money I can spend on strippers. Like, and I gotta do some other shit. Maybe I'd be like, there's only so many whores. That's, that's like regular fishing. That's just out gonna there. be a like, show about dudes doing cocaine. That's all. That's gonna be a show. You about. gotta think. There's there's gotta be like a level headed dude in there. It's like I understand that this is the most insane job, but I'm gonna make insane money in such a short amount of time. And then outside that, like I still want to work. Still want to go fish for like halibut. Yeah, you do charter stuff. Yeah, but then like this is they're like fucking boners halfway inside themselves. It's like this is the most boring shit I'm. I mean, if you, love, bit, if you like, love being on the sea, bro, anything is, you're good to go. Sure, like, but when you're, when you, you know, when you're fishing for like, let's say halibut, because that's where they're going to be, is like, they're like, okay, this is uh, uh, not a fight fish. You just reel them in, bash them in the head with the stick, throw them in the live well. Like, <laughs> and that's about it. And like, this is not even close. Like, they're like, dude, I got to do like some Russian roulette in between each yeah, fish to have that fight, drive. You know what like, I mean? Jeez. Oh, what? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just love being on the water. Like when I worked I mean, on that's why I moved to San Diego. Like, charter I want to do by the boat. ocean. Yeah, oh, the water's. Beautiful. We would do like we were. I worked on a charter boat, and we would do. Oh, it's like a hundred bucks a person, and they just come on and take them deep sea, and they drop a line, reel it in, drop a line. Like you, yep. You catch shit when you're deep sea fishing. You oh know yeah. What I mean, like there's no like sitting there fucking not doing nothing. Like you throw a line out, you get something. Like, yeah, but waves aren't. Crushing over the boat. The boat's no, not yeah. moving. No, no, it's no, no. Yeah, it's not. No, yeah. So they're like, this is vanilla that'd be, compared that'd be to what more I'm doing. than $100, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to experience death, come, come on. <laughs> yeah. So you've, you've done quite a bit in your professional career. What do you think is like either your favorite or like your craziest job that's like the most wild or like the non nor like a not so normal job? Like was it, was it doing chartering boats? Was it, you know, like excavating tunnel what was what's some wild the shit? wildest job like i've ever had was just bouncing yeah over chartering yeah that's not that's snobby just like, ass motherfuckers and you gotta like bounce a dude off a boat yeah but i mean <laughs> those those people know what they're there for you know what i mean like do you ever get some crazy ass motherfuckers on those boats yeah there's there's a bunch of assholes you know no matter where you go there's karens everywhere but yeah. what about some like like some snobby motherfuckers like do you know what i'm, I'm worth and they do like they're like balling out on these boats like have you seen? Have you had any of those experiences? Well, yeah, yeah, but in New York, it's a little different because everybody's like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just how you talk to each other. Like it's just how it is. You know <laughs> I what I mean? Seventeen so. grand yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but but we weren't like that type of charter fishing. Yeah. we were like you know middle class. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite TikToks I recently saw was this chick, and uh, she's like, uh, you know how to tell someone's from New York? My terrible New York accent. And she just screams at the top of her lungs. And she's like, if they looked, they're not from New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds correct. Everything I've heard about that fucking hellhole, I'm just like, <laughs> it just seems like everyone, like, I mean, I have this whole thesis on, like, how rural living is kind of like being in prison. You know, all the wealth's concentrated in one spot, power as well. People don't have goals. Like, there's all sorts of, like, things. And so everyone's kind of on edge all the fucking time. Like, even just buying 
fucking a soda in the gas station feels like a fight could break out any fucking second. It's, it's, it truly it's not, does. It's because you, they've been living on top of each other for the last 300 years. In, in you know New York, I mean? feels like it very much has that same energy on steroids. So um, as far as uh, the chartering, any stories that come to mind that's kind of a little more extravagant than bef- like others that like stood out? Anything Like wild? working on a boat? Yeah, like... Someone get thrown overboard out a fight and some. No, we used to we used to turn in, like. we used to turn starboard and see like into the wake and see who'd puke first. <laughs> <laughs> we had ten balls on that. But, but I actually get. I Would actually you put get, dollar bets on that. Oh yeah, hell oh, yeah, that's fucking awesome. I <laughs> see. That's the industry secrets that we love to hear. Like yeah, you just the, turn the little bit of fuck with you. Port side yeah. or starboard, and you just like into the wake. <laughs> see who throws up first. So you do bets on that, but I mean, other than that, dude, like. That was a that was a fun job. I only did it for one season, but uh-huh. it was fun, man. We did a uh, we did halibut fishing as a group up in um, Alaska, and I mean that was it's it's, it's fairly boring. I think fishing. Dan does that too. He does like so salmon fun. and halibut. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a genuine blast. But if you look at like f- like sport fishing, halibut sport fishing, people stuff and mount their halibuts because they're they can be you know hundred. 20 pounds but what you're regularly works. fishing is like you're picking up like 40 pounders which is a big fish but it's like a flounder their fight is that they're just like resistance through the water because they're flat mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but one of the guys got a king salmon out of season in a place they shouldn't have caught with bait that shouldn't have attracted them because we're literally dropping lures to the bottom where however and then you just as soon as you kind of have a little tug you just reel it up, um, and your forearms are burning. All this happening, and but and then we just hear this commotion of this. Like you just see every deckhand who's like, there. That was like the kindergarten of 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 chartering, where they're just like, all right, you got a fish, go ahead and reel it up. When you reel it up, put your line over everybody else and just walk to the front of the boat. When you're here, we'll bring it in, and I'll go back to the back of the boat and tell everybody this again. Right? They're just doing that over and over, and then you just see like like hear the footsteps, just like. And everybody's like, what is happening? And they all go to the front of the boat. And there's a dude who catches a king salmon out of season. Totally illegal. We don't have a license for it. Everything's wrong. And the deckhand, I just hear him. He's like, this is like a one in 100,000 chance uh, if I'm being generous. Like, this is so rare to catch this here with this style fishing uh, outside of season. We're bringing this fish in. So they bring the fish in. They grab the captain. The captain comes over. At this point, they do a little powwow. They haven't actually brought the fish on the boat yet. They're like, they're like, keep him about like 20 feet under the water, just so you could barely see that he's there. And everybody got binoculars. They're all looking outside the boat, seeing if like gaming fish is anywhere around. And like, all right, bring him in. They bring in the fish. <laughs> they pull out like 10 halibut, put the king salmon down, put the calibut over, it, and they're like, that's it, boys, we're done. Like, everybody and leave. Like, and they just here. bring the boat in. Um, <laughs> Any, like, do you ever see anything crazy? Like, not like that. No. Oh, really? I mean, I guess that. Was I don't there f- drinking allowed on the boat? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, New York's wild, <laughs> man. Like, I can get people to work on a boat without drinking. Come yeah, on. there was no drinking our boat. Dude, in New York, fair, like, their liquor laws are so different than they are here. Like, bartenders will get drunk with you, and like a train ride. Like, if you get on, like when I was in Long Island for Halloween, like New York, Halloween in New York is. F- fucking awesome all right so we we'd get on the train and we'd take the train to the city but on the train was the party yeah like people were just 
just parting their asses off on the train and shit. Hell it yeah. is, it is, and yeah. they don't care. Like public transit doesn't care. Like how insane. Doing... Well, it's also like I've seen videos of people just pulling out a crack pipe and doing crack on the subway. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Who are they hurting? I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to smell your crack. Get out of here. That New York is wild too because it's it's. Have you ever been there? No. It's. It's a different world. It's it's an alien world for sure. If you've never been there, like you get out and there's no better place that separates that gap between wealthy and poor. Oh yeah. Than like so visibly than New York City, right? Like Ooh. I always explain to people like if you have the money, New York City's like sex in the city, but if you don't, then you're living in the wire. Yeah. Basically, like and it's and they're just walking right past each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. Fucking, it's like insane. the amount of like wealth distribution when you're walking past people like I just walked walked past past four billion dollars in two blocks like uh, it's so insane, I've heard dude. some I've heard some bartenders who have worked in uh, New York tell me some wild ass stories where they're just like working at like a pretty average bar like like that more than that wire like where people probably are making like seventy thousand dollars a year just figuring out but they're going out to bars and these bars are so busy that a bartender will literally look at someone like what are you drinking. And they'd be like, uh, fuck nope, you, move yeah. along. Oh, yeah. uh, fuck you, no, move along. Yeah, What's next? Do you know what you have? Got it. You know what you want? Eat a fucking dick. Nope. Okay, yep. Boom. And then they would just do that. And I'm sitting there at a craft tap bar, like craft beer bar, and then be like, uh, and people will walk in and be like, I'd like a good beer. And then be like, okay, okay, what? Do you like any styles? Like, like IPA is like, okay, cool. Do you like hazy? West Coast? Hazy. Okay, walk the fuck in and say you want a hazy IPA, you asshole. Like, <clears throat> But it's not so busy that well, I can't your, do that. Make, make me your favorite shot or your favorite drink. Shot of tequila. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Next. That's the move. Yeah. Like, God, I wish I was at a place that I, I want to experience that going into a uh, bar in, in New York and being like, I don't know what, eat a dick. Cool. <laughs> I'll wait my turn to the next so one. So another crazy thing about New York, too, is 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 – they're really big on on taxes, right? Like yeah. because they, you know, New York. Because you always hear New York is like, why are they so worried about tax brackets and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's because in like like I have a cousin and he's an electrician and he works, you know, overtime, all this stuff, and he he ends up pulling in like a hundred and thirty k a year, mm-hmm. but he only they take like. 30 to 40 percent of that almost you know in taxes because he's in a wealthy Mm -hmm. tax bracket but Mm -hmm. he's not wealthy yeah like he's living in new york you know what i mean like he's he's broke he He made that money in ohio he'd be killing he'd be killing it yeah so that's why they get so like up in arms about taxes and shit out there is because like their tax brackets are wealthy everywhere else in the country but they're still like super low middle class you know what i mean so they're getting taxed like they're wealthy but they're not Mm -hmm. that and the new york police department budget and nypd is billion dollars i don't even want to talk about those scumbags actually let's do that (laughs) i had a buddy who became an uh like a dt dts are like undercover cops or civilian like pedestrian cops Uh uh-huh the and they'll drive around in like taxi cabs, like four deep, and they'll stop a car and get out and arrest people and shit. It's crazy. But there's so much pedestrian tra- pedestrian traffic in New York that they have undercover cops. Oh yeah, and that's what he did. And he was awful. He was a scumbag too. Like he was a cool. <laughs> he was a cool. He was a bad cop, dude. He was like a cool dude in school, and then he became a cop. His name was Dennis Dennis too, by the way. 
Like Fuck his parents, you, Dennis. And his what last name was Dennis, shit. and his parents named him Dennis. Hey, honey, we're ha- we're pregnant. We're having a kid. All right, let's birth the baby. All right, you're in the hospital. What's the name of the kid? You know what's a great name? Our last name. <laughs> so this dude. Listen, hold on. You're telling me that you and Brooke decided Jameson's name with no previous discussion day of? No, no, no. I'm just. I, a, I'm He's just, just making fun of somebody for naming their kid uh, Dennis. Dennis. But to be like. Our last, These I'd be like, jokes. my kid's video. <laughs> These are jokes. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Were they? <laughs> but <laughs> but this dude, dude, I remember he uh, took me. He you could goes, just hear in everybody's car, headphones at the gym, like when they're listening to this, being like, all 36 of them. So, so this dude took, we, we were going into the city and he had to go to work. He was in New York. He's NYPD, right? So we're going to work, and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah." He's like, "You guys want to roll with me? It makes me it makes me look less cop." And I'm like, "Sure, a I guess." Taxi without a person? Well, like we'd walk with him through the city. And oh, shit, you God. Know? okay. And uh, he's he's just a scumbag, dude. There's this dude. <laughs> there's this dude on a, a first. The first thing we did was stop at this cop bar in Hell's Kitchen, and he just psh, psh, put him down. Boom, boom, boom. That was how he started his shift, right? So he's, you know, four or five shots deep. And he's like, all right, let's get out of here. All right, I'm listening. I'm like, okay. God, I so, should be a cop. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm in the beer industry. So we're going, we're going, you know, <laughs> we're just walking around the subway and all this stuff. And he got his key and he gets in. He doesn't pay for nothing, you know, because he's a cop. And uh, we're on Go the subway on. and this dude's trying to sell Coke and on the subway. And <laughs> he comes up to Dennis Dennis and he tries to sell him some Coke. And I'm like... <laughs> Don't And he just wasn't listening to me, I love, right? You can't the listener can't see him. He's giving him like you know, the flat hand at the throat, like, like don't do it, don't do it, bro, don't, don't do it. Do it. <laughs> so he ends up trying to sell him Coke and like he's like, yeah, all right, and he takes the bags, like, you know, shows him his badge. He's like, you know, now get out of here. And he just fucking takes just the coke and the puts coke, it in yep. his fucking pocket. And the dude's I'm like, dude. Well, you don't throw away good coke. <laughs> dude, I had a I had a buddy. Well, it, it was it was a regular. One of my first brews I ever worked for, and he'd come in, and dude, this dude was, he, he had like a very mild version of gigantism. He's a fucking big dude, but that dude's dome was enormous. You're talking about like Andre the Giant? Yeah, but a very mild version. Like, the dude's dome was enormous, but what this was, dude was like 6'9". I don't remember his name. Oh, I just remember his stories, because they're so wild. Um, but he would come in and like have like two beers and tip like 80 bucks, and... The first time it happened, I'm like, holy shit, dude, thank you very much. And then he would come in like maybe once a month, every other month kind of thing. And I'd see him and I'd go, I know this dude's going to tip good. He's going to come to my bar. Mm-hmm. And I'd see him like, dude, you're like one of the chillest guys I've ever met. I like bartending for you. You don't need to tip me 80 bucks on two beers. And he's like, dude, I make stupid fucking money. I'm like, oh, he's like a tech dude or something crazy. So I'm like, well, what do you, He's what do you do? Fans. <laughs> he's like, I'm a bouncer at some like super high end bar in Scottsdale. Oh, okay, and he's like, know. but I don't bounce. At, I don't. I don't stand at the door. I'm the guy walking Ooh, around because I'm the biggest yeah. motherfucker. And he's like, dude, I make like seven to seven hundred to a thousand dollars a night because oh, I hey, walk into what? the bathrooms and I see dudes doing oh, coke and I fucking kick the door in while they're doing blow, grab the fucking blow and say, it's fifty bucks to stick around. Uh, I'm taking the coke. It's like fifty bucks dude. to stay at the bar. Uh, if you do this again, it's a hundred bucks to stay at the fucking bar. Uh, if you do it again, it's a thousand bucks to stay at the bar. He's like, you don't know how many times I've caught them the third time, 
and they paid the thousand. Hell like, because yeah. the they literally walking around with a thousand dollars in their they pocket. They came in with people the coke. that do coke in public, uh, and he, it was like a ritzy <laughs> fucking like clubby style bar, like like a Bud Light was like that's wild. eighteen dollars kind of thing. Weird, dude, I'll dude. smoke a joint in a park, but you're not gonna catch me doing blow in a bathroom. And maybe just because I've been in the bar industry for so I've long, I've done blow in a bathroom. Well, I'm, I'm just and even that, dude, general, like, like, why a third time? But he also kept Coke, and he didn't do it, so he would resell it. So, oh, that's So that, he kept this dude's Coke three times and yeah. got paid to do and it? He and knows that there's, he knows there's a couple Coke dealers in that bar, <laughs> and they don't kick them out because he just takes it. That's a racket, uh, dude. That's a good racket. And fucking pockets money. He's like, he's like, it's like 10 a day. He's like, I look at... What I know club the guy. is this, dude? I'm going to go get a job, bro. I know, right? We've actually had a previous... Uh, so, everything always comes full circle on this podcast. We've actually had someone that sold drugs at a bar we both used to work at um, as a guest on this podcast. And I found out uh, that he was one of the guys that used to sell drugs at our place because... Okay, which bar? Iguanas. Oh. Uh, because another guest we had on... Like, it was Bought just, it from him. Yeah, it was just like, well, he was the manager that kind of let him r- roam around. And, like, I was always aware of that stuff going on, and I was always just chill with it. Did this guest have, like, a full tribal sleeve? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, shout out Matt Levitt. <laughs> and if he ever, the next time he comes back to Arizona, he actually does come and visit quite a bit. Uh, the next time he comes, uh, I'm going to have him on this podcast. Uh, we started doing this after his last visit pre-COVID. This kind of happened over COVID. So, uh, I actually have been trying to get a lot of the old alumni on. We've had a few. Um, I can't believe you remember people's full name like that. That's crazy. Oh, dude, it's it's deep. Because uh, I haven't seen that dude in seventeen years. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, dude, ever like that was Guanamax is a bit of a different experience for me than most people because like I worked there for a decade. Yeah. And I time. also only didn't work there for the first and last year it was open. So like I got all of the good. And yeah, I missed out on that very beginning, but like, that's where I grew up in the industry. That's where I cut that, my teeth. That, uh, that's that where I grew here? up. Remind you of anybody yet that would go to Guatemala? It's grainy. It's grainy as fuck. Oh, Mr. I Phil might, not, I might no, no, no. have not been there for that long. Oh, um, I made sure it was grainy. Okay. Little, little imagination. A little grainy. Um, we had, uh. It's actually funny, too. It's, it's actually my favorite uh, interaction because, and we'll talk about it off mic because people are tired of hearing the story, but we had Philip Duncan on. Holy shit. I remember that name. I don't remember that face, but I remember that name. Big, tall, goofy, mohawk, like eight feet tall. I do remember that now. Yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, but I the remember first time I met him was class. in a podcast down here, and he had a Jesus shirt on. Well. Turns out it wasn't a Jesus shirt. I just thought it was a Jesus shirt, and I had a totally different ex- expectation of who that man was. And then we did the podcast, and like, I couldn't. I needed a like a fucking um, a jack to lift my jaw back into my mouth because I was just like, "Who the fuck?" Uh, Philip Duncan walks in wearing a shirt, and I just read the top of it, it says, uh, "Jesus is my co-pilot. Jesus is my copilot." I stop reading because that's a shirt yeah. my dad wears. Is it, is it, is it what yeah. I think it is? Yeah. And that shirt said, "And we're cruising for pussy." Uh, but like he did not, he didn't, he didn't accept a beer. So I was like, all right, people don't drink. I get it. Uh, but he's also wearing a Jesus shirt, and this is the guest that Alex brought in. I know nothing about him. Like, <laughs> I get to take what I see here, and like, and then learn 
as we go. So there's something you need to know about this guy. Oh, he I'm, he used to be a totally different dude, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm pretty open about that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Alex? but I mean, if you've never experienced like oh, old wow. school Alex, uh, do you think I didn't dig in some coffers? Um, oh shit! Uh-oh. Like it's almost it's almost weird. Like, oh, I am a different human. That this sure. dude is even like like I still don't believe him, bruh. Bro, that that's still that's still that's still later days. That's not early <laughs> oh. days. Oh yeah, that's late this days. A, yeah, that's amazing. This is this is Alex probably hundred pounds heavier, fifty pounds heavier, something like I that. I was so uh, teetering between three eighty and four hundred then. Um, so we holding we, a fucking giant ass desert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a forty four, right? Oh, is it a forty four? No, yeah. Well, that's the big three fifty eight. Big ass oh, motherfucker. God gun. damn it! Yeah, With that's a big ass. a little bit of a smirk. Well, yeah, old Alex, man. We used to. It used to be real rowdy with this dude. Like, I believe it. The heat, so there's some dude, characters from the past. He still got the energy today that I imagine in like his early 20s oh, was oh, fucking absurd. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. <laughs> Steven, go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, it's just, just rowdy, man. Well, this is industry secrets. We don't hold back here. So, so you know, uh, we had to stop hanging out with him on Halloween because that's his birthday. Yeah. Because it's just too much, dude. Like, it's just too much. <laughs> like, plus, it, it's like, you know, your whole Halloween, you want to go hang out with, you know, hot girls mm-hmm. in lingerie, but you got to go can watch this dude yeah, punch yeah. a mirror off a taxi cab or something. <laughs> and, Is that a real story? That's a real story. Fuck yeah. But. Yeah. I, um, while I do not engage in physical violence currently, and uh, unless needed, right? You know, I'm very measured these days and have been for a while. Uh, that was not always. In fact, I actively hanging out with me was like, all right, hanging out with Alex, getting in a fight tonight. <laughs> what do we do? Well, how are we getting out of it? What's and, our exit strategy? Yeah. And my birthday is obviously a special kind of disaster. It wasn't like the huge parties they are now. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who's experienced my birthday in the last 10 years is. You're welcome. Um, but before, yeah, it was punching mirrors off. Yeah, but the, the extravagant birthdays now is like you're dumping some money and having a great like time at like a little bit more of an elegant style. Bro, party. you remember your 21st? Probably. You probably don't. I was about to say probably not through pictures. This was his 20. <laughs> this was his 21st because he's the oldest out of the friend yeah. group, right? So none of us were old enough to go to the bar. So he said, "All right, I'm gonna go do a power hour, and then we're gonna come back and have a party here." Well, I was also just. For clarity, I was working, and then I got off work, and then power hour at the bar I worked at. Okay, which was Iguana Max. No, RT okay. Black Bull. Shout out. So this motherfucker, Rick. we're waiting for his ass to get back to the house so he can start a party, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. This fool opens the door, and we're like, "Yeah!" And he's like, "Yeah!" And he just falls over. <laughs> Face first, out cold. No. Like, too yep. drunk to even fucking... I'm like, how did you even get home, dude? Hey, he's a big boy to pick up. No, we left him there. <laughs> we were like, dude, what is... <laughs> so, what What are the handful of memories I have? Hold on. So, <laughs> he just left. We left him at the front door, dude. Like, people were stepping <laughs> over him, so like, to get into the happy party. Happy birthday, Alex. There's a picture of my 21st birthday on my Facebook, to this day. Uh, it, it's <laughs> on my profile picture. That is fucking gold. So I have a few memories from that. And so the reason it's kind of important to understand that, like, I had my power hour where I worked is that a couple things. 
A, it was till 1 a.m. back then, and maybe even less. Um, you, or no, no, I, like I, the I, actual turned, power yeah, hour. I, I, I turned at midnight, then, Close you know, whatever. One. So I worked that day, I got off, but this is a small town and a bar I've been managing for a long time. So Everybody I've, I'm new to the bar scene. I don't know what's about to happen to me. I could yeah. predict it now, which is that, oh, everyone knows you, everyone wants to buy you a shot, you yep. drink, da 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 da. Hard to say no. I literally was drinking a beer and threw, like, out of a stein and threw back up into it. And, like, uh, one of my cooks saw me and I just, like, shook my head no, set it down, went to the bathroom, puked, went out the back door, drove home. Because, <laughs> hashtag, that was a different time in reality for everything, laws included. Um, shouldn't have not driven at all. Um, I come through the front door. And I remember everyone like, yeah. And then I remember, I remember hitting the floor because it was my chest first, not my chin. Like <laughs> which, I'm not which, even exaggerating. This fool just went face yeah. first. Boom. Yeah. And at first, I think I, I, I think I was trying to be funny. And uh, even if that wasn't the case, that was not the time to like try to pretend to fall. Uh, but I remember uh, staying conscious, probably because my head didn't hit first. My chest did, and it hurt. So I remember. I bet that. you this is a fabricated memory. Maybe, but I, I bet you. But he passed I, the fuck. He no. passed out before he even fell. Yeah, well, I do remember. I remember I falling. Remember. I remember feeling the pain in my chest, and then I remember like silence, and then yeah, <laughs> it just that your subconscious was so gone that even that the, how loud I've that cheer to was. There, I'm fairly well. Either way, people are just like, "Well, he's done. We're just going to start partying, anyways." And then that's phenomenal. Somehow, I got from there to the bathroom, and then someone found me. And there's again picture of it on my Facebook um, <laughs> of me, cigarette. and I think I answered it. Like, yeah, I, I'm trying to smoke a cigarette. I'm sitting in the bathtub with a beer and a cigarette, trying to smoke it. And there's just a picture of me sitting in the bathtub. Keep in mind, the shower's just on him. Right. Oh, it's running. Oh, so he's course. got this limped-ass cigarette. <laughs> like It's not even lit. He's trying to smoke this fucking... Water up. just keeps filling up he's this Bud Light bottle. waterboarding himself via cigarette. <laughs> yeah, water just keeps filling up this Bud Light bottle. Um, yeah, he used to go pretty hard. Um, everything. Everything. Like, yeah. everything. So one of the things Steve alluded to but didn't talk about, which I figured would come up on this podcast... Uh, As you bring it up. Hilarious. <laughs> I just enjoy it. I think Steve will have a better recollection of it than I do for reasons that are clearly obvious at this point. So uh, I used to like to get into fights uh, for childhood trauma that I've clearly rectified at this point. Well, you're a big boy, too, so it's easy to... Well, I wasn't always, and I had this show on my show. Anyways, listen, there's no excuse. I just like to use to pick fights. Uh, there's probably trauma attached. Uh, I don't do it anymore, so there's that. But one of my signature moves, especially on birthday time, would oh be like, God. oh, okay, you know what? You're right. I'm done. You know what? I, I was acting a fool. I will stop fighting right now. I like how this is how he's telling us. This is not how this goes. <laughs> and, and then, no, no, no. That would be how it went. And then everyone would be like, all right, he's calm, he's calm, he's calm. And then I'd just like, wait a second, until everyone let their guard down for two fucking seconds. And then I would just blitz back to where I was, trying to fight someone again. Like uh, like a, just a straight deck? So I'll give you an like example, a, right? Like I'll a, give you an back example. Back into an argument. Here's Alex, super hammered, right? It's cool. I'm good, I'm good. I lost my shoe. I need to go get my shoe. 
because, you know, he lost a shoe. We're yeah. like, all right, yeah, go get your shoe. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right. And he goes away and just starts wailing on the dude again. Oh, I'm so like, yeah, there's just straight punches. Yeah. 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 So th- th- that fight already started, or there's no no fists? No, no that yeah. fight had already started. So you I mean, guys to- got a fight, separated. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're good. I'm calm. I need to go get my shoe. And no one else was like, that shoe's right next to that dude. Which like, I may or may not have. Over there. I mean, we learned our lesson after that. <laughs> That's a quick lesson learned. There's like this thing you have to like wait for him. Like people are like, okay, he's fine. And, and like back. my he's brother, huge. my brother was the only one who really could. But my brother would be holding him, and everybody's like, he's fine. And my brother would be like, not yet, not yet. <laughs> and then he would like, like he, he would just kind of like pass head, out for yep. a split second, yep. and then head he'd wake up, his, chin dropped to his chest. Yeah, and then my brother would let him go, and then he was fine. You know. Yeah. But you'd had to wait for that head drop. Yeah. And then he wakes back up. The it's adrenaline like has passed. Dude, he's like a, he was a different dude, yeah. So with all the, jump back into the podcast questions, because uh, this is great, but the podcast is not about Alex. Um, it uh, Out of all the all the places he works, um, you ever have like a real shitty coworker? Hmm. I, I guess like... he probably worked with Alex. Yeah, he fired me one time. <laughs> But, I mean, not, I mean, actually. Well, I would prefer if you would elaborate at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. now I just sound like an ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you, this story has so a remember who you bullshit reason. He fired it, me for a bullshit reason. Let's hear that. The story ends well, I think. Yes. We're yeah. still friends. So I was a dishwasher at RT Black Bulls, right? What was that, for like a week? No, it was, uh, was it. RT or was it Italian It was Black Bull. No, it was Black Bull. Okay. I didn't work for you at Italian Cowboy. I worked with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone works for me. Alex likes that. Alex does a lot. Like at one point, the, I think my contact in his phone is uh, Bobby working for Alex eventually. No, it, says, it does say Grand Canyon eventually. Yeah. Um, it does. But, uh, yeah, he fired me because some dude came in and uh, he said he, he would take less money. So I got fired. I was a younger He's man trying to hit learning, a bonus. My, learning my way through capitalism back then. You know, as a He's young trying man, trying to hit a bonus, baby. It's like real piece of work, dude. Well, the 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 owner of the company's like, "Hey, we need to uh, inc- uh, increase profits," and he's like, "Well, if things are cheaper. We can increase profits as opposed to let's sell more shit to increase profits." As far as like shitty coworkers, I feel like you had something. You were almost there. No, yeah, I mean. I think he was deciding if he was going to talk about me or not, which is fine. No, uh, no, I'm trying have. to think because, like, the, I'm trying to think because I've had a lot, so I'm trying to think, like, the <laughs> shittiest one, you know? Uh, I have worked with a lot of fucked up people. Oh, we had this chick. We had, oh, she's a terrible person. She Perfect. Lived, she, <laughs> fuck it. Her name is Liz. She was, uh, um, she was, like, she moved, she was a roommate. She was my roommate, but I lived in... Uh, one of the owners like houses, mm-hmm. right? So she needed a place to stay. So he said, yeah, you could use one of the other rooms. And she's just like so oblivious to like anything that doesn't involve her, right? Yeah. She has no common courtesy whatsoever. And she just makes the weirdest decisions in life. Like, right. why did your brain go to that, right? And I remember <laughs> she when she was moving out, she's like, hey, can you... uh can you throw all this trash out? I have it all stacked up. I'm like, no. Yeah, it's your trash. She's like, well, the trash can's full. I'm like, 
yeah, because you decided to clean your room after a month now yeah. instead of doing it like a normal person as the days go by. It's not yeah. my fault you're a hoarder. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but then she like – so she gets, she gets fired or quit or something. And, her, dude, it was really funny too because Dan lit her up, dude. <laughs> lit her up. At one point he said, this is why your family hates you. Oh. <laughs> Woo! Blowing out everyone's ears. Right. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, dude. Like, whoa, chill out. And he's like, man, I just, like, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I blacked out, man. But that's like, that's the kind of person she is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, I she's just a terrible, truth. she's just a terrible human being. Like, I totally understand why he said that to her, you know? Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, she ends up writing like reviews and shit about the company and all that. And you could tell it's her, you know what I yeah. mean? Because you know how she talks, you know? There's got to be something on Yelp or like Google reviews. Like, I fired them and they gave me a bad review. You got to be able to take that off. Um, but you got any good I quit stories? Not, no walkouts like that, no. Oh, yeah. At, Sir. At, Sir. I mean, this question is always on the dock, but I mean, I know you have at least one good I quit story. Come on. Oh, for me? Yeah. Yeah. No, wait, no. Oh, are you, are you, oh I thought yeah, you were talking you. about anybody walking. Okay. No, no, no. no. We, 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 I know what he's talking about now. He's talking about. <laughs> Actually, I, I, there's like five in mind, to be honest. I mean, not that Steve's he's some sort of serial, I, I serial was, quitter, but well, like. I used to be. Yeah, yeah. I used to quit for the Steve, dumbest Steve shit. Steve has yeah. some of the more entertaining stories I've heard in my life. So um, When I worked for Walmart. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking this plush blanket with me. <laughs> Give me them shoes. Boot-tang! I was like. I told, I think I told, yeah, I told him like my, my mom died or something and I can't go mm-hmm. to work anymore. And it was, dude, that job sucked, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Dude, I like, you'd have managers, but you'd never met them. Yeah, but then they're just in charge of you. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing. In like, a time before text and email. Yeah. Can you imagine? Basically, that's what it was. Like, well, because you were what, 19? Yeah, then? I think so. Yeah. Someone yeah. Just yeah, we were, we were still like, pretty young, yeah. Someone yeah. would just show up and be like, hey, by the way, you got to do this. And like, who the fuck are you? It wasn't even that. It was the other people that worked next to you would show you how, what to do. Like, no, there, I never met a boss when I worked for Walmart. Really? It was fucking weird. That is weird. It is super weird. Like, just the guy next to you is like, just do that. <laughs> so, how'd you get Basically, so how'd yeah. you quit? that's just that I called in I was like oh yeah my mom's super sick I can't come in blah 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 and then just never showed up never showed up yeah but I remember uh, it was uh, just for clarity he's like hey man like my dad just stepped out on my family and like my mom's (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh that was a different one yeah yeah okay yeah love it the Walmart was that one yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) did any of that happen no no, oh yeah, that's the great thing. Is like that's bold. Yeah, just like uh, here's a complete. And what's funny is when you're a kid, you're like, how dare you? Because you didn't think of it first. But when you get yeah. older, you're like, how fucking genius to just be like, here's something you cannot argue with me about. I'm leaving goodbye. I just don't want to fucking deal with this shit. I did that at a at one of my the first company I worked for in San Diego. Uh, actually, I'm gonna say that name because fuck them. Little Miss Brewing, they're dog shit owners. Um, yeah. Greg Malkin and Jade Malkin, uh, trash human beings. Um, but I, I uh, had an interview with Second Chance Beer Company, and I was working. And like I was as, at that time, I was like, I need a reason to get out of here. Like, I need to leave the brewery to go do this interview for a job that I actually want. So I just like we're like walking through the brewery, and then I just text myself, and my phone dings. I make sure the sound's on, and I look, I'm like. Dude, uh, 
my grandma just died. And he's like, what? My grandma just died. Um, I love this. And I just stayed quiet. And in my head, all I'm thinking is, believe it, believe it, please believe it, believe it. And I'm just quiet. He's like, are you okay? And I go, I was really close with her. Oh, my God. Uh, I got to go. And he's like, okay, man. Okay, man. And I leave and drive straight to Second Chance with your company. And you know what's good about that, that one, though? You know what's good about that one? Is you it gives... have, like, seven grandmas. Well, and it gives you the option to come back if that didn't work out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, yeah. Oh, God, that's amazing. Yeah, it was that. good. Dude, my favorites are like, oh, I can't come in because I didn't. it's my grandma's birthday today. I'm like, yeah, it's the same day every year. <laughs> Please be here on time. That does not. You should have requested it off. Yeah, you know. It's regular. Like, it. You put on a couch. People give you the worst excuses, dude. Like, oh, come on, man. Like, be smarter about it. <laughs> Seriously. So, did you ever have any like solid like "fuck you, man, I'm out" story? Yeah, at Angry Angry Crab, that had a whole kitchen watch out. Yeah, whole kitchen walked out. Oh. Yeah, and, uh, the one in um, Arcadia. No, way west, Avondale. Oh shit! That, that whole, is way west. That whole kitchen walked out. And I was like, mm-hmm, I guess I'm cooking right now. <laughs> and then, luckily, we were, you know, that's, that location was slow as hell, so it was easy. But I bet it wasn't that easy. But yeah. Cooking for a whole place? Even I mean, if it was half, it was like, even if it was, it was like lunch. quarter full, it's a lot of people. Yeah, it was like lunch. It was probably like two or three tables in there. <clears throat> but So what? how do they, do they boil it all? In seasoning and then throw it in a bag mm-hmm. with more seasoning and then just kind of mix it up? Yeah, so there's a seasoned pot. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the butter sauce that you make. So okay, whatever butter sauce they order, it, you know you you mix it in a bowl. You take the the seafood from the pot, put it in the bowl, add-ons, boom boom boom, put it in the bag. Okay, it's quick, dude. It's super easy. Like you can cook. You know, if it's all seafood, I can cook like forty pounds at a time. Ooh. If people are just ordering one pound each, you know, because it's all in the same oh, boil, yeah. right? Yeah. It's all the same boil water. Then you got a sauce guy just making sauces, and you're just... Fuck. I got to tell you, man, I'm so fucking hungry right now. Extremely hungry. hungry. Yeah. I just want to go eat... I mean, I wish there was a a down-to-fuck crab over on this side of town, but (laughs) just angry crabs. DTC. I mean, the OG is the closest to us, I think. I got to invent it six. I want a Mesa, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of prep. But I, I got to get some food in my belly. Oh, well, I, I'd ask where your event's at, but I'm sure we'll get it on your local show. <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Love it. Love it. Um, uh, I'm going to interject. I saw Bobby about to ask something. So uh, I don't have anything prepped, but I do remember, uh, and Bobby had asked me just to kind of give him a little background on you. Uh, nothing crazy in depth, just, to, just some stuff to fill you out. And uh, so I want to know your height, your weight, your age, your background. Something we hadn't got to. That uh, I don't let felons in my house unless I am that felon. S- something that I did mention <laughs> in, in the... This took a weird turn. Something I did mention in the show prep for Bobby was that uh, we both used to work at the theater back home uh, growing up. Which movie theater. We have not talked about quite yet. And so I don't I don't have anything in mind, just just be clear. Uh, I know uh, it, just, it had come to me because we were recently hanging out with uh, Jeremy, a.k.a. Swag, A.K.A. the Riddler, um, over at Oso. The Riddler? I don't know. I just threw that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, that's a new one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he'd probably uh, play a killer Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, now, I mean, call him serial killer. Um, hashtag the Batman was awesome. Um, but 
That's a good one. Yes. Uh, I don't have any particular story in mind. We just told a funny one while we were hanging out at Oso the other night. So there were so many things that happened while we worked there. I mean, it was just such an interesting, turbulent time of our life. Just tell us a fucking crazy, funny, shit talky story. How about just... when Swag did the fucking... All right. The... the, <laughs> the what the fuck is that movie? Um... With Brad Pitt, Fight Club. Oh, he did yeah. the Fight Club before the Fight Club did the Fight Club. Dang. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he put a dick in a fucking movie, like, one frame. Boom. Oh, I think he started a Fight Club. No, no. Yeah, oh, I well, mean, that dick. did happen, though, yeah. We did that, too, at the, the- <laughs> at the theater specifically. <laughs> in the back of the theater, yeah. And what was wild is, like, back then, like, I was I was one of the bigger kids, so, like, it, you know, being in Fight Club, like, made sense for me. But I remember... God, the th- well, and, hold and, tight, and hold you, tight. you'll remember his name. A real Fight Club. You're fighting people... In your weight class, even if that weight class is large, he doesn't like, have that. He didn't have that luxury. He just fought people oh, way smaller than him. No, I just fought anyone willing to do anyone, it. Anyone, yeah, yeah. Anyone. No, I didn't, I wouldn't pick Fuck. a fight. I'd just be like, because we're all friends. I'm like, yeah. but if one of you think you want to fight me, let's do it. And um, fuck, I can't remember his name, but he uh, he's one of the managers, one of the long term managers that have been there, and you know he always kind of let us do whatever the fuck we're doing. He comes out back one night. That and, dude was a psycho, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes out back, and you just see his face, and it was a it was a long night. We're beating the shit out of each other back cigarettes. there, and he's just like he's smoking cigarettes. He's being quiet. He's never joined us. And then uh, one fight ends, and he just walks into the middle, and he's like, "Alex, come here." What the fuck was that dude's name? It wasn't Lanny. It was... Uh, uh, yeah, not Lanny. I think it was Dan or something. I can't remember his name, but dude... I wonder uh, if that dude's this, still alive. This dude was not matched for me. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to fight you. And he's like, come fight me, Alex. He was smaller than you? He was about your size. And, and he was just so confident. I, crazy. No. No, crazy he just wanted to get his ass kicked. Yeah, he did oh. not put up his arms. He just wanted to get punched in the face. And I drilled him about four times, and he <laughs> wouldn't put up his hands dude, and just, just kept walking at me. And I was like, you need to stop. Drilled him twice more, just kept walking. I'm pretty sure that dude's one more, dead, yeah. One more, and like, I don't Oh, hit, my God. And I don't hit soft, bro, uh, at all. Uh, and not then either. And so I think it was like four, two, one. Yeah, so like about that many, maybe less than ten hits. And I was just like, I just took my gloves. I'm like, I'm not going to hit you again. Like, I will not hit you again. Like. And he just kept like he was. So he, he was won. having a night. He, he was he <laughs> won. manager. No, he won that fight. He did yeah. win that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely beat my ass, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> the psychological well, warfare. That's fuck all that. <laughs> that dude. I'm sure that dude is into some wild shit. If he's still alive, wasn't he? Uh, didn't he date that one like crazy girl? Um, I mean, just I mean, we're all young. I mean, but she was particularly crazy, like. Yeah, the, the dude crazy. would just get fucking decked in the face. I'm assuming his partner wasn't stable either. Yeah, I remember they were together forever, and then, again, it just back to the Lanny CD Fuck, story. Dude, I just, don't even know what that dude's yeah. name was. I, I forgot about him until you talked about I thought it was Danny. Uh, one of the things I remember... David or something? Dude, one of the things what I remember... What other hood rat shit would you guys get into this... So, I feel like I'm pissing in popcorn butter. Eric, like I'm Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas, dude. Like, oh, we need to find that, that kid, dude. Oh, I, I, I see him on social. In all his time. minivan, dude. We're all fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys just survive on old popcorn? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I fucking hate popcorn, dude. Yeah, I hate popcorn <laughs> because uh, of work in a movie theater. Yeah, you'd bring home trash bags of it and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, but just like anything, man. Uh, over time, it and we're all working in the same place, right? And then, so you have a group of friends, which has its own hierarchy, and then now you have an employment hierarchy, which is different, right? So the person who's 
perhaps the leader in charge, alpha, whatever you want to call it, like whatever the group dynamic is, someone who like will normally take like a, a more laid back role is now like in charge of like other people, and so it creates these weird dynamics, and so we're just always fucking around, always getting off to fuck shit. And the problem with working at the theater too is that it's bullshit. Like they're like, hey, uh, go take concession, run a theater, clean a theater for like 20, 40, an hour and a half at a Dude, time. Did you be at work for 15 hours? Yeah, take a four-hour break. Take a four-hour break and come back and work for take three. Take a four-hour break? Fuck you, I'm going Well, yeah, because it was such a small theater, you'd start the movies and then you'd just yeah, fucking hang things. out for an hour or two. Like, So, you, oh. so you'd clock out after the movies start. And then you clock back in when they were done. So, I mean, you'd be at work for like 14, 15 hours, but you only got like six hours out of the day. It was bullshit, dude. That's crazy. Insane, yeah. So we were always just I've never once thought about that, like... There's well, so that, much I mean, in between time. These theaters down here, yeah, like, these theaters down here are like movie every 30 plexes, so you're yeah. working, yeah. Mm-hmm. How but many, that was how many f- theaters? That was like or how many, how many, like... Two. Two screens, and then the Winchester was like ahead of its time with four, and then they added two to make it six. Oh, my God. So six screens was like... And Would I, you guys just kick in and watch the movies? Oh, oh that's yeah. what you do, yeah. 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 Like, I've seen Six Sense like 36 times. Um, oh. Yeah, that's the kind of. Sh- but then, yeah, at I first you're like, not, it's a perk. I only watched that movie once. Yeah, I, I never watched it. Again. I, I, would I would just, watch every I would movie just sit, like maybe. Once I would just twice. sit there and eat my lunch and like watch the movie because oh. I like my mind just needs edification. Just and eventually, I learned to, to read me. while in between. Shifts. Did I quit that one or did I get fired? Well, I mean, you were. I think both. I mean, you worked. Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I I got fired uh, at Lakeside. Hey, you're fired. No, like, I quit. You guys lasted all the way to Winchester and then to the expansion. So I only ever worked on most four screens. You guys worked on six, and then I got fired. Remember, I was like trying to do that deep clean. I got fucked up by that machine, and then that fucking I can't even remember. They the told you not to say nothing. <laughs> well, uh, well, no, I flipped. I, well, I, he told me to get back to work uh, after like so one of those big buffers like uh-huh. swung around and like cracked me in the back. And I was just like, fuck it. And I was telling him about it. And he's like, he's like, well, don't say anything. Get back to work. And I was just like, what the fuck? And so I, like, <laughs> we were fuck? all kind of friendly. So I saw him through the window and I like, gave him the middle finger. And then he like pulled me in and fired me over it like later that night. And I was just like, tight. I almost got fired for getting into it with a guest. Cause she asked for chocolate covered peanuts. And I told her we had M&Ms. And she was like, no, not those. I'm like, well, those are so the only chocolate covered peanuts yeah. we have. So you don't have just regular chocolate covered peanuts, and I'm like, they're called M and M's. Yeah, they're called M and M's. Yeah, the chocolate covered the so, peanut M and M's. He's like, you can't be telling people that. I'm like, well, I don't know how, what you want me. Yeah, to Yeah, how would you want me to describe this to you? Like, just that lady obviously doesn't know what an M and M is. It's either I gave you the answer or I just say no. We don't have that. Your favorite's like you got you know movie times literally like displayed behind oh, you. It, it what time does this movie start? It's one of my go-to things to like on Sundays. And when someone's like, getting IPAs, and I just turn around and look at the beer list, and I just wait for the screen to change. I'm like, yep, this one, this one, this one, and this one. On the next screen, there'll be more. We'll wait. And then 30 seconds passes, and then the next screen, I go, this one, this one, and this one. Which one would you like? <laughs> like, like, well, I need a minute. I'm like, perfect. That's when I want to do that, like, New Yorkian, like, uh, what IPAs? Figure it the fuck out. There's a 70 inch TV, uh, 18 feet away from you. Mm-hmm. Figure it the fuck out. Like I don't like I don't have time for you. Yeah, dude. I've never worked in a movie theater, but I imagine 
Dude, it's why I've never thought about like the time in between and like how much downtime there could be at a small movie theater. Yeah. And how fucking boring that would be. And that was a long time ago too, because I remember watching the sequels to Star Wars came out in uh. that time. And they had like this huge party for the the yeah, the first Star Wars sequel. And everyone fucking hated it. <laughs> they were like booing at the end of it. Boo! <laughs> so funny, dude. Yeah, dude, was, I so I went to well. see um, the craziest thing I saw at a movie theater. I saw um, what's the movie with Will Smith where he fights like the zombie people? Oh, uh, I am Legend. I am Legend. So yes. I watched I am Legend, and I get to the movie theater and like right when the scene where he's in the town and like a lion. Like a tiger, I think it's a lion mm-hmm. shows up, and so we're sitting there watching this, and I was like, "Oh, this movie's so intense!" Like, and it's a great movie. And then all of a sudden, like this flame appears, and I was like, "This is crazy! I don't know why they did this to this movie. Like, this fire is all over the f- screen. Like, and then you just hear something click and like rip, and then all of a sudden it's like this black screen, and then." <laughs> This like white light shooting, and then you just see more like smoke, and I'm like, "What cinematic person thought to do this to cut this?" It's erupted. And this, what happened was the fucking projector thing. The film lit on fire mm-hmm. and projected that flame onto the screen. Yeah, it's a head wrap. That was it was some crazy ass shit. Don't happen no more. Everything's all digital now. Yeah, yeah but it was wild. Well, and you actually kind of pivoted from that, and you actually, uh, speaking of knowing more about digital, like, actually completely space it, speaking about the theater, you worked at the film bar for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of saw that kind of transition into digital. Out in Phoenix? Yeah, I got fired from that place, too. Out in that little ass place? Mm-hmm. That place is cool. Somebody I mean, I've never, I wasn't ever a patron, <clears throat> I just would be a vendor to them. So I saw it, and it, it, it seemed cool. Yeah, somebody left an iPad there for, like, seven months, so I took it, and then literally, like, three days later, he came back looking for it. I'm like, all right. So then I fucking wiped it and gave it back to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, that dude, Kelly, was like, I just can't trust you. I was like, why? I gave it back to him. Yeah. Like, what seven, do you mean? You can't months. trust me. I could have just said, I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then, yeah, he I had a buddy do that. He, he found an iPhone at a fish house at a restaurant he was working at and the same day he found it he took it <laughs> dude came back the next day and he's like yeah no I haven't seen it another day passes he's like oh here it is so I have an interesting story about that but almost in reverse so uh, <clears throat> when I was working to Guanamax and I think you were working there back then too Steve uh, we uh, so Mackenzie Graham shout out uh, he had asked he didn't really have an iPod uh, we just shut up people when we say their names. Oh, uh, I was going to say, that dude's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got married and had a kid and calmed the fuck down finally. Uh, again, shut up. But he... Um, oh, shit. I'm going to lose my entire train of thought here. Perfect. You said reverse. <laughs> oh. Reverse film bar. Yes. So he uh, he was like, hey, man, uh, I don't own an iPod. Can I borrow yours? I'll put some stuff on it. If I have to pay for anything, I will. And then I'll just use it for the night. Uh, we're like doing some like event thing and I was like and this is way before how we exist now right yeah. so I was like oh of course I mean I've, you know cool so uh, it ends up getting stolen that night my iPod straight up stolen and at first I'm just like what are the fucking odds like why is my life constantly like this and then you know I'm paranoid 
You know, so, so I'm like, there's did people he out there steal? that don't know what an iPod is. It's like, like are they trying to say iPhone? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the uh, MP3 version of your phone. Uh, <laughs> so it, I was like, did did he steal it? And I'm like, just letting that paranoia kind of sink into my brain. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. And because he's like, hey man, like it got stolen. I'm so sorry. I'll buy you a new one. I'm like, all right, whatever. Oh, sorry, listeners. The, the the next night. He texts me. He's like, your iPod just came back in my possession. It's the wildest thing you've ever heard. I'll tell you in person. And I'm like, was this one of his jokes or what? No, no, no. This actually happened. Dude tried to tell a lot of jokes. Uh, he does fancy himself a comedian. Um, <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. I like that dude. He's just a dick. You know? Yeah, he's, he's a dick, but he's a, he's a funny dick. Um, so it turns out uh, it was stolen by this like uh, older lady. And uh, I guess she had stolen it because she had perceived that he was being rude to her while he was trying to set up. So I guess her retaliation was to steal his iPod, uh, which was actually my iPod. Um, but what I don't think she was prepared for was my taste in music. Ah. Yeah. Which is, uh, as we've talked about on the podcast before, can kind of be described as 90s gangster hip hop. And death metal. Yeah. That's it. And some alternative stuff that's like Young the Giant. like those guys a lot. So uh, this bitch comes back, brings him back my iPod, and is like, I took this from you because you were a dick to me. And then like, Jesus told me that didn't sit right in my heart. And blah, 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 blah. And Mackenzie's like, I shit you not. He's like, I played the first song that was sitting on that shit. He's like, I guarantee you. She was like, what's this? Played it. It was like, the devil. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, saving the day. She, she, she did do a lot of Jesus talk on the way back. She's like, I'm a woman of God. It's like, you stole an iPod that didn't belong to you, heard what you thought was the devil, and brought it back. Thanks. Fucking Jesus, saving the day. And and shout uh, out, Jesus is the MVP, you know? We had a and I'd just like to finish this podcast with a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a drunk dude, we had a drunk dude steal a reef off the door like when he went out of the restaurant. And fucking Autumn charged him $150 on his card because he Good. left it yep. there. <laughs> he all comes too. back. He's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry I took your reef. And you can keep that 150 bucks. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> Good on him. Yeah, yeah, I would have done will. the same. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, that, that and that's funny. the price you pay to do some stupid shit. Dude, Autumn turned into a gangster, dude. I mean, I, as far as I've ever known her, she's been a gangster. But, that's true, yeah. But now uh, she's more like... Coming to gang, her own. Yeah. yeah. She's a... She, uh, it's Dan's wife. Um Dan, Dan, Sevilla, Sevilla, Smashing Crab. We've mentioned. Oh, okay, okay. We've said three different Dan names also. Yeah, so. yeah, Dave, Dan. I'm as lost as the listener. <laughs> listen, people don't listen to this to follow along. I people always uh, no people always, but I'm occasionally asked like, oh, hey, that thing you said on the podcast. I'm like, I promise you, I don't remember, and I never re-listen to these episodes. So just enjoy it for what it is, yeah. and come on sometime. <laughs> well, we gotta. Shut it down because I need to get some food before my event. I am dead starving, and these two beers have hit. Uh, All right. So, we always finish this podcast out with a local shout out. So, if you got a local place, even if it's not local to here, um, feel free to shout it out. We'll go first, so I'll give you a second to figure out what you gotta what you gotta say. And if you don't got one, that's all right. Uh, my local shout out is, and I'm going to take my sweet-ass time because I don't know why. Uh, so, <clears throat> Please do because I have to look up the that's actual name of mine. Say that loud. <laughs> um, if you're listening to it now, uh, it's too late because my event is today, the day we're recording, not the day we drop this episode. Uh, but Tap Dragon, uh, Jennifer over there is a rad-ass bitch. Um, she's pretty much running that place. Not necessarily by herself. she got some staff, but she doesn't have any partners. 
Um, and it takes a ton of work to run a tap house, especially like not a small place, uh, a lot of taps, a lot of craft wine, packaged beer as well. Uh, and it's fairly new on Gilbert and Warner. Uh, I've shouted out before, but I've got uh, a pretty rad event with them. So my brewery, Second Chance Beer Company, is a female-owned brewery, and we uh, collabed with the Pink Boot Society, uh, which is women in brewing, women in beer. Um, so we collabed with them to do Velvet Boots, a uh, pink guava and pink lady apple sour. It's fucking delicious. Uh, and, of course, we want to team with, with companies that are female-owned, and she is operating that company as a sole, sole owner. Um, so we are doing a... Create your own can art because she does 16 ounce crowlers as opposed to the 32s and the 64s. Uh, you do. I've never seen a 64 ounce crowler, but t- standard's 32 ounce crowlers. She does 16, so you can just get a pint. Um, and we're going to wrap that with these, like, it's just a standard sticker paper, and you get to draw your own can art on it and then take a can of beer home. Um, super fucking rad. Uh, and she was all for it. And it's a pretty wild idea to be like, hey, I know you have a logo on your 16-ounce crowlers, but uh, we're just going to let people draw on them and figure out whatever they want to do. And then we're going to send them home with some beer. And so she was all game for it. She's huge on the pink boots. Uh, she's about to, she's actually about to join the pink boots, which is super fucking cool. Uh, but solid little craft beer bar, uh, Tap Dragon. So that's my shout out. All right. Well, thank Tight. you for that, Bobby. I think after all that pink and lady talk, I'm going to oh, go the go. opposite direction. This <laughs> is going to talk about dicks. Yeah, let's do it. Blue uh, Pine Society, brother. Listen, <laughs> as much as I love talking about dicks, and I do, um, <clears throat> I just need to look up the exact name just because uh, it's very specific. But um, Patent 139 Brewing Company. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, right? So I just went there for the first time yesterday. Uh, Tim Haas, uh, he's been a local guy for a long time, kind of in the industry, industry adjacent. Uh, shout out, couldn't be more happy for him. What a great space. Uh, I've, I've long loved Valley Luna, where it sits right there on the lake, the the ambiance, the location, right? Like, I cut my teeth uh, living just down the road on Warner and Dobson for quite a few years back in the day. If you, I haven't mentioned Iguanamax enough yet on this podcast. You say you cut your teeth? Yeah. What does that mean? It's like paper cuts. It's like doing your time. <laughs> like okay, yeah, that's a new one. I never heard that one. Oh yeah, I'm full of stupid shit. Stick around. <laughs> I have a little confidence. And <laughs> I, I that's a real stupid, term. I guess I, I guess some stupid shit. It may stick around. <laughs> over in the fifty states. It's not our thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not a thing. It is now. <laughs> Listen. So uh, the patent is in reference to the federal patent for avocados, maybe, or growing them, or guacamole. I'm, I did listen to your episode, Tim. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm fucking this up. Uh, and Eric Boulders, shut up. But um, <laughs> I, uh, you had a great place. Uh, I love checking it out. I appreciate the sport, and I'm looking forward to whatever they decide to do over there. The patent for their brewery is for avocados. No, so the name is Patent 139. Yeah. That number is for avocados? uh, It's either the process of, like, cultivating avocados. He already told you he didn't know, and now you're going to put him on the spot like that? Listen. Wow. This podcast is mostly me being wrong while sounding super confident, which, as as Steve can tell you, is is my specialty. (laughs) I've been a spin doctor since I was born. So, uh that's my local shout out. Those guys, uh, they have great food. They have great op- atmosphere, ambiance. I just spent uh, the back half of St. Patrick's Day over there. Um, 
I, I had about uh, 30 minutes of solace before uh, 4 p.m. hat, and that place was packed. Um, so, cool place. Check it out. Yep. And then, uh, Steve. I'm going to give my shout-out to Sossaman Farms, man. That's what's oh, up. Yeah. I love that family. Caroline, all them, they've done so much for me, man. I, I'd die for them. That family. That's a great shout-out. They're uh, just great people. I buy grain from them, so I, I absolutely agree. Oh, no shit? Yeah. It's uh, fucking awesome. Most of our grain, uh, like, I think it's like 90% or something like that. Uh, all of our grain for spirits is sourced in Arizona. Um, but, like, 90% of it's sourced out of Queen Creek, out of Sauceman and, like, in Flower Mills, which they also own. That's fucking um, rad. They grow ancient grain and stuff like that. Yeah, for so, okay. We're, we're blue corn bourbon, yeah. right? So, it helps out. And then that that wheat, that white wheat strain that Wilderness helped bring back from extinction is another part of our grain. Did milk. you listen to that radio show where they talk about that? How they found it and all that? Yeah, yeah. It was nuts, dude. Yeah. They found it in like a brick in Mexico, like an old house that was built. Mm-hmm. And they found an ancient grain in Sonoran this brick. Yeah. Specifically. No shit. Yeah, it was the, crazy. The, the, the wheat grain that grows in our... So like when you think about like people are like Arizona's and that's desert how they and high desert, that's the Sonoran Desert. Wow. Right? So that shit. Yeah, they took the genetics from that and brought it back. Yeah. And so that's what Sonagua Malt out in Camp Verde converted to from soy created Sonagua malt and then then fuck that it should be getting high yields now because it's been like six generations mm-hmm. but so it's that whole like you know even the northern part of arizona is sonoran high desert right so it's all that wheat that just really grows here in every part of the state it's pretty great yeah and they just do all kinds of stuff for their community and all that stuff like they're just good hearted people fuck yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's super fucking rad yeah we gotta have you back for when you move back here when you're finally back full time Hear a little bit about that. You clearly have stories to tell. Uh, yeah, I do a lot of I do a lot of crazy stuff. Build motorcycles. I got a website where I do digital art too. So do all kinds of shit. We would like to pay you to come up with a, uh, a logo for our company. Okay, and some stickers. Well, you know what's funny is uh, I talk a lot about because like the apparel at Grand Canyon is pretty legendary in mm-hmm. Arizona. <laughs> It is. I mean, it just is. It really? It is. Yeah. The, well, everyone's like, you guys have the best apparel game, and we do. Um, That's true. It's hard. And, it's hard to find like any kind of restaurant with like nobody focuses on that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and while Kevin Calloway, uh, shout out Kevin, is the biggest part graphic designer of it. Like when that fir- that program at Grand Canyon first changed, is because John kind of gave me the reins on it. And I talk about it sometimes, even on the podcast, that I used to own a, a very low-end amateur clothing company that didn't, you know, get off the ground. But I learned a ton with it, and that was with Steve. I was going to say, was that was that ours? Yeah, that was Orphan. We and, should bring uh, that back, dude. I would love to. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 dude, it's uh, Jacqueline still gets compliments on some of the stuff, and I mean, the concept is great. I mean, uh, I, I've definitely learned my lesson about being facing front of uh, brands uh, at this point, but so. Uh, it's actually my experience in doing clothing with Steve that uh, kind of solidified Grand Canyon's um, great apparel dominance of the uh, Arizona beer scene. So, uh, and if you disagree with me, fuck yourself. Um, and with that, well, Bobby's uh, texting probably someone for work. Hey, is Grace anybody? Dude, uh, but seriously, uh, let me know about uh, your your art because I want to. We want to get some going. Um, hopefully, some stickers, maybe some, maybe some merch. There's some giveaways or some solid. We've done some stupid drawings, but yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up on it. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I can't draw for shit. Me so, either. So I use I use 
Right, but what I'm we, like a digital decoupage. Like, okay, you know what I mean. What we're, we're looking for, your skill set will work. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Then I'm there. I, I, I'm aware of what uh, you're capable of, and he's he's very great. Like Steve's got an uh, the. Sorry, I'm going to tell one more story before you get off. Uh, Steve, <laughs> every minute we talk, the less time I have to eat. It's for all sure. right. You don't need food. You're Steve good. has this interesting eye for just uh, art in the natural environment, and he realized <laughs> it himself when we were at Guanamax eating dinner one time, waiting for his mom. Uh, so we're waiting for April, and uh, he's just like, we're talking, he's holding his sunglasses, and he just stops for a second, and like the way he can see like the light reflecting the sunglasses like looks like two lit orbs like that look like light, and just the whole thing kind of like came together for him, and just like this whole way he sees things that the way they're not necessarily presented. And then if you look at his art and stuff online, like there's a lot of like that like surreal reality is what I call it or at least the way I kind of, like, file it in my head. And it's it's pretty interesting, and I've always been a fan of it. So, uh, shout out, Steve. Thanks, Doug. Uh, drop uh, any of your pluggables, website, anything like that. Straycatstump.com. Say that right. one more time. Straycatstump.com. It's, like, all my nicknames. Today. There we go. All right. We'll check them out on the socials, and uh, I'll grab some of that merch. And, Bobby? Thanks for listening. Grab Pleasure some food, bro. Get you some I'm going to get some, some food in my belly. All right. Cheers.